Hello and welcome to Sutra Side Talk, episode 75. I'm your host, Kamran Shushtar, and with me is... James Seelig. James, we are back for our 75th episode. It's the, it's the big old, big old three-quarter, three-quarters of the way there to the full full gas tank of 100. Yeah, almost there. 24, 25 more weeks, maybe. <laughs> yeah, something like 25. Yeah. Oh, yeah, no, that makes sense. Yeah, 25 weeks. So it's like, what do you mean? Oh, yeah, no, yeah, that makes sense. Because we try to sense. do this like once a week. Sometimes yes. two times a week if we like... Well, no, the last time we did that, it was just so that we had an episode during your... um. Uh, extra life, extra life? thing yeah so, i think it's usually just once a week we actually might be able to time it around our an- actual yearly anniversary maybe in the spring Ooh. i feel like this will be around like april may that we'd be able to i think it'll be around may honestly when we we hit 100 we'll have to work it out we'll see yeah but of course this is sutra side talk this is a show where we talk about uh gaming movie and tv news usually select topics that will try to go in depth on as well as uh, what we've been playing and what we've been watching. And James, this episode, uh, this is our, what I'd like to call our backlog leftover special number two. So we've already done a backlog special uh, where we kind of went through a lot of what we've been playing and watching. And uh, we've, there's been so much news throughout the summer and the fall and special events and stuff that it was very hard to talk about what we were doing. And we just had enough time to really just, like, go through the news itself. And yeah. because of that, everything built up a lot. <laughs> yeah, definitely you more than me, though. Because, like, yeah. I don't know. It feels like Destiny has ruined my list because I have almost no games played. Just all my game time has been going to Destiny and or, like, the random side thing that I've already talked about. Uh, so I just have like a bunch of shows, but you have way more movies and stuff to talk about. So if you're, you're going to talk about probably a lot more things today than I am. Yeah. And I will, I will say the main reason it added up was because, uh, I have been doing like weekly Thursday movies with, uh, friends that we've always like kind of kept up with as well as like every now and again, some people or others show movies on like the weekends that we'll try to meet up for. But otherwise, like that was the main thing that's kind of had it all hike up a bit for me plus like some other stuff too uh but honestly a good amount of this list is just like straight up monster and kite like giant movies and stuff like that uh with that said though uh we originally were thinking i was trying to figure out how we were going to finish off the year because i wanted to do all these cool specials but also i wanted to do news and uh i was thinking like, oh god, we're gonna have to do like two episodes a week and it'll just be crazy releases and stuff. And instead, I worked out a much better schedule because of course also, it's the end of the year. News is usually honestly pretty light anyway. Like if you go on sites now, it's probably just a shit ton of Black Friday deals, if anything. All the news right now is just that scalpers are ruining (laughs) the new console launches. Oh Oh, boy, yeah. Yeah. And with that, uh, I don't think we need to do as many news episodes. So... Today, of course, is your backlog special, and I wanted to do this sometime before the year was over, and it's going to be a little beefier than the previous one we did. The last one we did was probably an hour and a half. This one will probably do around two hours, about two hours, just so we can get a lot out. And it's, you know, it's leftovers, you know, yeah. leftovers, get, they're just massive, you get tired, and you're like, oh boy, that was a lot of turkey. But Gotta work uh, through it one bite at a time. Exactly. But I do have our entire December schedule mapped out. 
and we've got five weeks coming up for the last uh, portion of the year. And week one of December will actually be another special. It'll be our Ghost of Tsushima special, which means James and I have one week to get all of the Legends stuff done. So we yeah. <laughs> gotta do that. We actually got to the point where we can do the raid. Well, the ne- the last thing to do is the raid, but we gotta level up to that. Yeah. Uh, we're just going through the campaign right now of the, or like we're leveling up in terms of the story difficulty. And then we still got like the, after we do all that, we'll do all the four player stuff. Cause that's going to require actual people besides us. Uh, so that's going to be first week of December. The second week of December, we're going to do a news, probably just news episode. And the main reason for that is just because it'll be right after the game awards happens. So we'll have all of the results of like who won Plus, more, I guess you could say more importantly, James, we'll see all of the reveals of all, you know, the, the True. trailers and game reveals and stuff. I keep so that's the main reason. Yeah, I keep forgetting that Jeff Keighley always gets some, like, really good shit. Dude, I can't remember if it was last year or not, but I love I love how when Joker was announced for oh, Smash, Smash Bros. Bros, dude, Tim Gettys, like, destroyed Andy's laptop. <laughs> like, did you see that? I didn't. Dude, he got so excited. He got up out of his chair and like took his hat off and like threw it down at the table. And like Andy had a beer next to his computer and it just spilled all over his computer and just immediately destroyed it. So simultaneously Tim is like, oh my God, oh my God, Persona and Smash Bros. Andy, I'm so sorry. (laughs) It was so funny. So like if they got anything close to that crazy of an announcement for this year, man, I'm super excited now. I, I forget about that all the time. It's always about the awards for me. Hold the beer. Yeah, seriously. Uh, yes. <laughs> so that'll be uh, week two of December. Uh, I made sure to time that perfectly for it. Uh, week three, we will actually have our full-on in-depth Destiny 2 Beyond Light special. So we'll go all in on it, everything we think about it, how we've been doing, kind of what we've been playing for too. So it'll, be a, it'll basically be also a big what we've been playing episode, but just like talking about Everything from the story, lore, characters, yeah. uh, how we like the new modes, everything about it. We're just going to go all in. So we'll be we'll be uh, withholding Destiny talk until then, which will be a little difficult, James, I know. But. Yeah, like I said, that's like all my gaming list right now for the last like month or so. So my gaming list is a little bit late. Yeah, I will say, I will just say, if I never played Destiny, I would have probably finished my back. I would not have a backlog for ps4 i would have my backlog would have been finished i want to say two or three years ago potentially i honestly think that's i, I would have been done by now uh, uh if easily. i had i had not dude there's so many games destiny. on game pass i could play other than destiny but now Destiny's on game pass so that's all i do <laughs> i think honestly my pc and vita backlog like honestly i'd probably just be playing the new ps5 stuff plus like whatever is on game pass and switch like I think that's yeah. where I'd be right now if if I if it wasn't for that damn destiny and those dirty there's those kids and their dog and shit. Like I don't think that James it, Division it. would not have uh, Division would not have gotten me that long. I don't yeah. think. Dang it, Destiny! It made your game too fun. Yeah, it's just fucking fucking game. It's like I think that game is drugs. Anyway, anyway, okay. <laughs> so that's that's week three. Week four will be our final news week. It'll actually be the week of Christmas. Any remaining news, uh, we'll go into that episode, but. You know, if it's if there's uh, not enough news, we'll also we'll continue with the backlog talk because I can guarantee you, even with the two hours here, we're not going to get through everything I got on my list. 
That's it's just not going to happen. That's a very real po- a real possibility for sure. And then uh, the final week, we're we're finishing the year off with a spoiler filled Mandalorian season two special. Oh man, I I just don't want to talk about it now because that last episode was so good. I know we still got like, another it, episode to go though. I think the last episode is during two? Christmas week, which is how I kind of timed that. Per- like oh, everything is timed okay. so it all kind of works together. Perfect. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but that'll that'll be for December. And like I said, the the new year will be a little bit different. We probably won't have any specials or anything kicking off. Uh, there's a lot to be done. I've got a lot of planning to do. Uh, from everything from the DC stuff for the DC like mini series I want to do to uh, potentially a new show I don't know yet it's been pitched to me so I have to figure that out um, which will be potentially movie centric or it'll pretty much just be the Sutra Sidewatch commentaries but just mm. not superhero comic book related it'll be like everything else that's kind of in conjunction with Apollo but we'll see with that all right uh, and then, of course, network changes and other stuff. But with that said, James, let's jump into it. Now, uh, this is your idea. So what we're going to do is because my list is so much bigger than yours, I'll go. Th- I'm, I'm going to go through four things. And and then every four things that I do, you'll do one. <laughs> I'm even planning on helping you get through your list a little bit more because I got a few things to cross over with you. So I'll probably talk about Tiger King, which is also on your list. Excellent. I'm, I'm excited with that, which my first thing actually is something you've watched as well, which yeah. uh, the thing I wanted to start off with here is actually the new one of the newest things I watched. We watched because it premiered earlier this week, this past Tuesday. We actually talked about it this last episode. And Dude, it was perfect because I was looking for something Thanksgiving themed to watch. And I was just like, man, there's no Thanksgiving movies. Oh, wait. Yeah. Comrade told me that the G4 special was the thing. I'll watch that. I didn't even realize it was Thanksgiving themed. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I was like, oh, this is... There was a pumpkin pie, James. This is perfect. <laughs> yeah. So first off, we had uh, a G4 TV reunion special. For those that don't know, if you're maybe too young to have known this, which is going to make me feel incredibly old. But before we had all these crazy content creators, all this different stuff all over the place, esports, everything we had G4, which is an actual televised network that's centered around gaming and geekdom, pretty much. Like, there were two flagship shows, one of which was X-Play, and it was, like, a uh, tech-themed show for the most part, and it was uh, hosted by Kevin Pereira and Olivia Munn, which I think out of the four people that were, like, the main people of this, Olivia Munn is the most well-known, as you've seen her in plenty of films now. I thought Adam Sessler did X-Play. And those two did Attack of the Show. Did I say X-Play? You said X-Play. Shit, I meant to say Attack of the Show, which was the... Yeah. <laughs> that was the tech one. Yeah, sorry about that. Uh, and they did Attack of the Show. X-Play was Adam Sessler and Morgan Webb, in which they always, they were very much gaming-centric. So you had like these two primary shows, which also crossed over multiple times, and they went to conventions and did all this crazy stuff. They had yeah. skits. Covered E3. Dude, I didn't yeah, even realize I, they did so many skits until like throughout that show. They were just showing like, hey, let's show some old memories that we used to do on the show. There's so many weird skits. Yeah, dude, there were there, <laughs> there were some there was some really crazy ones. And I even honestly, that there was like that intern thing. I I did not remember that at all. Actually, I might have. I, I, I don't know. There's the host was like, let's thank the real like 
uh, oh, heroes of the show or whatever he called them. like the interns. And it's just like apparently had a bunch of clips of people just tatting that had white shirts that just said intern and they just made them do whatever random shit they could. And they weren't actually interns. They were just like regular employees and shit, yeah. apparently. Yeah. They uh, they did the special and it pretty much went through uh, the best of, I guess you could say. Like they, they showed yeah. a, a handful of sketches. They did like the best moments and all this different stuff. And it wasn't just them. It was also, ah, crap, what were the others... James, who were the others that were there? I'm trying to remember I'm their so names. I'm so bad with names. I don't, I don't remember any of the names, but it's like they're all faces that I definitely remember seeing on G4 from time to time. Granted, I, sure. I did not have cable back in the day, so most of these clips I watched were on, like when if they uploaded them to YouTube or I think game trailers at the time. I, so, I definitely remember watching Attack of the Show on game trailers. It was hosted by Ron Funches, who wasn't actually on the show. Uh, but he was the one that uh, held them captive during the special. So it turned out he was trying to kill them the whole time. Was yeah, that was so whole... funny. That was, a, that was pretty good. Uh, so besides those four, though, it was also Blair Herter, if I'm looking at it correctly. Uh, he was also one of the hosts there. And uh, Kristen Adams was the other. So it was the six of them. And they went through, like I said, multiple skits uh, that they talked about. They just talked about their history, their favorite moments, uh, and different interactions they had. And which the new stuff, they, I think, did two new sketches that actually came out before it. And they used them as commercials. One was like Adam Sessler at a used car dealership, I think. Yeah. And the other was Kevin Pereira as the KFC. It's like the colonel. He was like selling duck, though. Yeah, 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 yeah. He was (laughs) like, we even have Beyond Duck vegan meat. Wait, where's the duck in this vegan meat? You, what do you mean there's no duck in it? It ain't going on my menu if it ain't got real duck in it. <laughs> so stupid. It was, it was so good. Uh, they, they, they were in it, and then they were doing like those funny little sketches. They even did, which was hilarious, a cardboard set for yeah. Around the Net, which Around the Net, I love. That was actually the original like top five, like top three, top five uh different topics that they would go through and that was with olivia and kevin which i always loved adam and morgan specifically for their opinions on games like that was primarily it like they were actually they were honestly really good like sessler's soapbox like that stuff was always really fun to listen had to. The background yeah they they were really like i don't know it was like back before i didn't want to read a freaking article or review i just listened to, i'd be like oh they said five stars in this three minute video i was like i trust yeah. them kind of more than the average journalist i guess you could say at least as a kid like I, we were young when this came out uh and then uh kevin and olivia more so just because a lot of the tech they had wasn't necessarily stuff you would actually buy considering it was always stuff you maybe couldn't afford anyway uh also you were just like i don't really understand this too i'm just really young but they were the ones that were more so just purely entertaining uh, in terms of like the crazy antics they would get into. And I even forgot how much fun Kevin was because not even in that, but uh, if you go on Olivia Munn's Instagram, she has a video of them on the set, uh, the four of them there. And it's just her showing Kevin like, cause his hair is longer now. His hair is like as yeah. long as mine is. And He's messing with his hair and she's like, what is he doing? And he's like, look at this stuff. Isn't it neat? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, 
and she's like, what the hell are you doing? And like, it's like her talking with him and then like saying how Adam's looking okay. Cause Adam, if you look now, like Adam doesn't have hair anymore. Yeah. Or at least now he had a, he had a fat, ridiculous beard and then he shaved it for the show, which honestly, I'm gonna be honest, dude, looks so much better without a beard. Uh, or at least without that really mangly one. Uh, and then Morgan's doing like, well, I think she, she said something about Morgan and then like, cause I think she actually works for a, a dev team now, but she's like, Kevin, just stop it. And he's like, what, what? And then he flips his hair and goes, <laughs> what? <laughs> it just, dude, it was actually pure. It was purely here. Like I was laughing pretty hard at just a, a behind the scenes video. And I'm like, I would love to have the at least those two come back and just do shows again because they were fantastic like dude easily the funniest part about this whole special at least for me was they had this running joke going about how they there was like a behind the scenes argument at like some russian convention or whatever a romanian yeah romanian uh, convention involving a giant bowl of borscht or something yeah and it's like (laughs) the old soup yeah they keep talking about it and just like olivia keeps swearing that uh what was the other guy's name uh who kevin kevin yeah uh, she keeps swearing that kevin pushed her into the borscht and he's like why would I do that? It was my joke. I wanted to jump into the porch first. You knew that. Why would I push you? And they just keep going on for like the whole show. It's fucking hilarious. Until like the and very it, end when you find out that like Adam, Adam Sessler was the one that pushed her. And he's just <laughs> like, wait, what? You did it? And Kevin's just like, Adam, that was like 10 years ago. Why didn't you say anything? yeah it was so fucking funny it was so it was supposed to just be like the whole um you know the two hosts the the two famous people that don't like each other anymore yeah yeah. and all that stuff and it's like romania comic con (laughs) just fucking romania they had like Uh, fake headlines and everything yeah oh (laughs) borscht ruins relationship (laughs) Uh, yeah this this special was a lot more entertaining than i was expecting it to be it was really well done I actually, it reminds me of, um, I was at, in 2010 or 2011, I was at uh, WonderCon. Remember San Francisco's Comic-Con before they moved it to Anaheim, and then we got San Francisco Comic-Con, and that turned out to be ass? Yeah, don't go to San Francisco Comic-Con, it's ass. But, uh, yeah, it sucks ass, dude. I'm not even joking, don't go. Uh, (laughs) WonderCon had a G4 booth at the time, and they had a DVD best of special thing and i got it and it's like straight up them at a slumber party all four of them and they're just watching best of videos and stuff Uh. and i I still have it it's like a steel tin case and i'm like oh man this is actually a gem now Uh, now looking back at it but it's uh it, it was just crazy that i got that now and it's like one of the few things you could really watch unless you could find it somewhere but the best thing about this too was even though ron funch has tried to kill them and uh, they were going to die from this very, very slow gas that was yeah. supposed to... <laughs> it's like, oh, this is actually really slow. We'll just kind of be here for a while before we actually die. It's like, I don't know, it's like trying to kill yourself with a hybrid. Like, it's not going to do the... You'll probably be there for three days, if anything. But uh, Xavier Woods, a.k.a. Austin Creed, breaks through the door to rescue them, and you're like, why the fuck is Xavier Woods here? <laughs> From uh, For those that don't know, Xavier Woods is a WWE wrestler, uh, a good one at that. And he is going to be part of G4 now. Yeah, which is super neat. I like that guy. 
and I got uh, I got the website up, and I just have a it's like a kind of what it talks about real fast. Uh, like for real, it's really coming back. There's a website with a fancy purple shaped design with stars in it and everything. You might be asking why relaunch a TV network about video games now. We already have Twitch and YouTube. Great question. We'll think about that. <laughs> in the meantime, here's what you we can tell you. G4 is a digital first network going live in 2021. Will it be on TV? Comcast pays the bills, so take a guess. The network will feature gaming and pop culture shows, plus epic live special programming, and an alpaca every now and then. It will look awesome, but also kind of low budget at the same time. <laughs> We're doubling down on the return of cops and cheaters. Okay, the last one was a joke. The rest is true. So sorry, guys. We're not going to have a shit ton of cops and cheaters. Uh, if I'm looking at it, so uh, all party members welcome. Love of, of gaming isn't exclusive to any particular group or experience, and neither are we. Uh, so when it says that right there, uh, the reason they say that is just because, you know, the cast is pretty much three out of four white for the most part. Yeah. Uh, Olivia is actually Asian, so... Uh, she doesn't count, but the rest are all white, pretty much. And it's like, uh, was that's why we're assembling a diverse range of human people and potentially some NPCs by accident that reflect the full scope of the gaming community to build our G4 team. Supervillains need not apply, but even then, there are a lot of cool supervillains, so maybe we can talk about a, a, prop, a probationary system or something. Uh, together, we're building a more a bigger, more inclusive playground than any one of us could on our own. Sure, our playground might have seesaws and automated laser turrets, but it's all for fun. Blah, 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 blah. Uh, so they're coming back. They're basically pitching full, like, kind of diversity to better reflect, I guess, the modern gaming community. Whereas, like, if you honestly looked like 10 years ago, you'd just be like, yeah, it's a bunch of white guys in a land party. And that's yeah. literally what you'd think gaming was, at least back then. That's what everyone thought it was, even though it actually wasn't considering I always loved games and I've never really been white the whole time. I don't think I've changed James unless, uh, mm. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it's one of those things where like me as a white dude, I didn't even think about it at the time, but like looking back at all the old footage is like, yeah, they, they literally all were just all white people. So maybe they could deal with like one person of color. At least <laughs> we got one. We got the token. We got, the... We got the best. We got, we got Xavier we got Creed, the, the commissioner. <laughs> No, but I think so. It sounds like they'll probably be very much more as they announce more names. They're probably honestly not going to be that white, uh, or potentially like they'll be anything really. Like, who knows? Maybe they'll maybe they'll be an Iranian guy. I don't know, but uh, that'll be crazy. I don't think that should apply. We'll see. Send them I the show. Apply. I should apply. Hey guys, hello. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it'll it'll be cool to see what they do. I am very curious though if they'll bring in the old cast for it too because as much as i'd love to see a new diverse cast i would also like to see the classics return at least at least like partially and appear uh especially kevin and olivia together because yeah. that that was still like the best do but a sessler soapbox every once in a while every now and again yeah I, I think they could afford to do it if not like it, it seems like the four of them would want to do it anyway uh potentially uh, I don't really honestly know what Kevin does now besides that. Or okay, I honestly don't know what he does. I just know, honestly, the only one I know that works currently is Morgan doing... She works on a dev team. And then... And Olivia Munn Olivia is unfortunately... Does actual films. The Yeah, she's unfortunately in like one of the worst X-Men movies and one of the worst Predator movies. 
How dare you, James? That X-Men movie is not the worst one because Dark Phoenix is the worst one. Apocalypse no, is actually still one fun. One of the worst. No, like that. But it's Apocalypse... not. It's fantastic. It's <sighs> a good time. It's they're just having a... dude, they I mean, did you remember that intro? They got the they go through the tomb and shit. It's crazy. No, we literally talked about this during our last special episode because I, I talked about that. I actually that. used that as I the preview it. clip. I don't wanna like <laughs> I love that so movie. Yeah, no, so Dark much. Phoenix is definitely worse. And she actually, po- dude, she straight up keeps training with the sword. She loves that fucking sword. Dude, that was so funny. She like, there was a moment in the G4 special where she yeah. pulls out a katana. And she's just like spinning it around herself. I'm like, oh no, she definitely is still like remembers her uh, Psylocke training. Yeah, she she actually, she did so much shit as Psylocke. It's so unfortunate <laughs> that like she was such a perfect casting for Psylocke and they did nothing with her. She had like yeah. two lines in that entire movie. Apocalypse I mean, gives they her did bring like, back like Apocalypse they brought back her Simmons. power, and it just makes her sword m- more rigid or not rigid. Like so it makes it like serrated or whatever the fuck. I don't. God, I hate it. So stupid. Well, I mean, look at Spider Man. They brought back J. Jonah Jameson, uh, J. K. Simmons. So maybe with the X Men, they can bring back certain uh, cast, like yeah. certain people. When they relaunch it, anyway. Okay, hope. enough of G four, yeah. but it, it'll it's cool to watch. Uh, go to YouTube, honestly, just to G 4s channel. It's right there. It's like forty five minutes long. If you want to, just watch it in the background. But it's it's a really oh, yeah. fun time. And I honestly, I, I think I said it to uh, I forget who I said it to, but I don't care to watch let's plays. I don't care to watch um, any of that kind of stuff. I'm not really one for that. Just because you know me, like I have a backlog. I I, I don't have time for that shit. But I would watch G4 again, I think. Because I, I, maybe it's the nostalgia speaking, but also I really love the quality of the shows back then. All right. So that's the first one. Hmm. Uh, that's probably also the longest one. I don't think I'll be as long with the others. Uh, next, uh, one of my friends earlier during quarantine showed me a, an anime series called Promised Neverland. And it's this really cool uh, show. It's only one season so far. The second season's actually coming soon. And it's about a bunch of like, like five, three to f- like eight year old or 11 year old kids. I think they're like eight about like they're different, like basically all elementary, elementary school aged kids all right. and stuff. And they're in this like weird foster home with this one woman. And it turns out that when the kids get adopted, they get taken to these weird alien monsters that just eat them what the hell yeah and you're just like oh holy shit what and some of the the older kids find out about it and they start planning an escape and it's like this weird walled up like forest area that surrounds the house and they're trying to break out and it turns out it's like all these crazy farms of kids in different areas and you never see the others it's just this is one of them and they have these watch this sounds yeah and they they got these they got these women that act as like mothers basically and it's a whole thing where it sounds like humans like lost this fight and the aliens basically just harvest kids to eat them and all this stuff and a lot of the humans pretty much just uh i guess work with them because that's the only way but it's it's so crazy when you find out because it's your cast of characters is a bunch of elementary schoolers and i was like why am i gonna watch this and i watched it and i'm like when is the second season coming? Because I can't wait for this. This is It's really, really good. It's got uh, pretty great music. 
Um, James, I would actually say it's it's very short too. There's not many episodes. Like it's very. I, I want to say it's like eight episodes or something, mm, maybe less. Okay. I think it was actually six episodes, maybe. Uh, but it's a very very short uh, show, and it doesn't look like the other seasons when they come will be even longer either. It's just gonna be the same length. So it's like not a hard watch too, and they're they're like twenty you know twenty two minute episodes and stuff. But Promise Neverland, highly recommended. It's very honestly, it's kind of it feels very original, even though it probably takes a lot of influence from other kind of post apocalyptic things that involve sacrificing kids. But the way they do it here just feels, I don't know, it just it it just makes a lot of sense, and the way the kids work is really cool. They make these kids really really intelligent. Hmm. and okay. it's quite enjoyable they also treat the kids like wine which is also crazy <laughs> oh huh. they like age like wine they're like oh this is a ripe age kid you gotta, you're gonna go harvest them. and uh, they're really smart too oh boy yeah yeah i definitely gotta watch this I, I like have a weird soft spot for like just bizarre anime like shit like that where like uh like I don't know. It sounds cruel, but the idea of watching young children being eaten by monsters and having to figure out how to escape that, that just sounds really interesting to me. Yeah, it's it's uh it's really cool and cuz you you really they didn't no one teased at all what it was going to be like, like the my friend that showed us and when mm. I watched it I'm like, "Oh, what are they doing here?" and I was like, "Oh, <laughs> when they finally reveal it, I'm like, "What the fuck?" interesting uh, okay yeah it because it, it really was i was like why the hell are you showing me this and then when you see the twist you're like i get it okay i'm in like sold cool uh, okay yeah what sucked was it took a few it took some time because there were a couple weeks where we didn't get to watch it so i was just like can we just can we just watch it i was like <laughs> trying to get everyone together because i'm like i'm fucking i don't want to wait like let's do I this i need to know i need to know so that was number two uh another one was uh one of the other monster movies we watched that I showed was King Kong versus Godzilla, James. Dude, I remember seeing that at the Balboa, and I did not know that King Kong had thunder power. Yes. Lightning power. Yes. Yeah, it's, uh, you get your first, uh, first of two Japanese takes on King Kong, and... It's really fun because if you look at the, you know, like the 30s, I already talked about it before, uh, Kong and Son of Kong of like, you know, it's kind of like claymation the way they do it mm -hmm. with them, like going on everything. Yeah. Whereas this one, they don't do claymation. They straight up do a dude in a suit. So then it's two dudes in a suit fighting, of course. Oh, yeah, huh? They did do that yeah. different. Which is why Kong looks a lot differently designed. Like in the 1933, like he looks just like a giant monkey or a giant ape and you know he's made out of clay and stuff this one is like a a, a buffoon looking ape in a suit that's just like, like a big oh, oh. <laughs> and, and you know he gets put to sleep by villagers because they get him really fucking drunk oh and God, then do crazy songs and dances and you could actually if you ever need to guys if you find a native tribe just bribe them with cigarettes and cigars just they just be like want to smoke and then they're like oh boy and then you're like you're in with the tribe you're good and they yeah. may or may not have um darkened the japanese actors and actresses for the tribe as well uh just a little bit maybe you know it, it's fine it's all it's, it's all good just it, was, it was like the 50s it's all good uh yeah, i totally glossed over that part too 
Yeah, yeah. It's, it, you know, everyone, everyone, everyone in Japan is having a good time. But uh, it's it's still one of the what's crazy is probably it's one of the highest grossing Godzilla films of all time. Like it's still outgrossed a bunch of the other films because surely it was King Kong versus Godzilla. Oh yeah, those two names together, and also because it it was probably the most successful in the American market. I think also why. Uh, I could see that. Which you know, there's only one thing that could potentially dethrone it, and it's that movie again, just made by Americans. Yeah. If oh, only. So uh, yeah. Think which... they're gonna give uh, King Kong his lightning powers again? No. no. <laughs> well, actually. Uh-huh. If the director enjoyed, if it was Mike Doherty, maybe because he's he, like the whole thing with him was he was a big fan of Godzilla, which is why he had so much fun doing those. Uh, this one, I you know you never know. I'm not gonna say never say never, but you you could you could potentially see something maybe because they they may poke some fun with that if anything. Uh, yeah, those King Kong vs. Godzilla. If you haven't seen it, it's probably one of the better early '50s movies, '60s like. It's just also really fun with, like, the cast, and there's, like, a stupid pharmaceutical owner that's just like, I own the monkey, <laughs> and he turns it into a pay-per-view fight, and it's just, oh, yeah. it's, it's just ridiculous. Like, there's a lot of good um, humor in it, too. Whether you watch it uh, English or Japanese uh, for the dub, uh, it's, I would say either one is just ridiculous either way, so, for sure. Uh, not much more to say, just because you know they're they they pretty much do a lot of the same thing. It's two monsters fighting at the end of the day. Uh, and the last of the four I'll go through before I hand it off to you, James, is Troll Hunter. Have you actually ever seen that? I've seen bits and pieces. Uh, Daniel has watched that series, and then like the other two that are connected to the same world. It looks really good. I, I might get in, into it at some point. I just never got around to it. Oh wait, uh, I'm talking about the the mockumentary. Are you talking about the cartoon? Oh. Okay, yeah. I was like, too. I might get into it. I was like, the fuck? There's only one movie. What are you talking about? No, okay, I totally forgot. Yeah, no, I thought I thought you were talking about the cartoon. Troll Hunter, nah. the documentary. Yeah, I've seen. I really liked it. I, it's, it's so... This is the second time I watched it. I showed it to my friends for the Monster Movie Thursday, and it's so... I love that one so much for the sheer... Just, like, they make it feel so real. Uh, not saying like oh i'm convinced it's real but like they do such a good job of like just making it feel kind of normal in a way when they're like going through it well they treat trolls as if they were like real animals like what okay so there's that myth that trolls when they are exposed to sunlight they turn to stone and they cover that like why does that happen oh because the uv radiation I don't know, like de- deoxygenates their blood or something like that and turns them to stone. I forget exactly yeah. what their explanation was. It was, was but so they, cool. They try to cover that stuff. And there's like different species of trolls. Like there's there's the, a reason why some like to live under bridges. Some like to live in caves. Like they actually tried to make trolls seem like a... Scientific. A real, yeah, a realistic part of the ecosystem that just are really good at hiding. Yeah. And another great part about it too is they're just like, what the hell's wrong with these trolls? And it turns out they have troll rabies. Mm-hmm. And that's what a bunch of them are like going crazy about. And they're like, uh, the whole thing about this awesome mockumentary is like, they're, they're like, why you, why is this dude that actually hunts the trolls professionally as like more of like a containment than anything? He mm-hmm. doesn't do it like for sport. It's more for containment. And you like find out like certain government officials are part of it. There is scientists that are part of it and stuff. And he's like, they're like, so why are you helping us? And he's like, uh, 
at this point, I just want the, I want people to know because it's exhausting and we're tired and we're under budget. So the whole thing is also like, we'll get more support if people know they exist. So we don't have to like go crazy anymore about this shit. And I thought that was really cool. In fact, like one of their members dies. Yeah. Uh, one of the crew members gets killed by one of them. I, I think it was one of the cave trolls that does it. Um, I think so. Cause it's like a whole, it was like a whole, uh, like I forget what you'd call a group of them. Like a nest. But, yeah. It's like a nest of those smaller ones in that mo- that was dude that was crazy and I, so I just love though that they show all these different types yeah. of trolls too there's like giant mountain troll at the end yeah and they keep they keep going and covering it all being saying like it's a it was a bear yeah and they keep bringing out dead bears <laughs> and i was like jesus how many bears are you killing for this <laughs> so that was that was really cool uh highly highly recommend troll hunter so far everything i've watched I highly recommend these things. Uh, but Troll Hunter is straight up. It's such a good investment of like, what, two hours? It's highly worth it. Yeah. It's just so, it's such good quality. And it's not, it's a, it is a, what'd you call it? It's a Norwegian short film, I guess. Or like, it's some Scandinavian. I think so. I, I don't know if it was Norwegian or not, but I think it was Norwegian. But it's, it's really good. It, it's definitely a foreign film, which is why yeah. maybe it's so good potentially. <laughs> You know, sometimes American films could get fucked up and they're not as good. But yeah. All right. Your turn, James. On to you. All right. So I'll start with the Tiger King just so that we can keep talking about uh, and knocking out some of your list. And also oh I've been dying to talk about Tiger King for like, I know, literally months, apparently. I finally, I finally got it done. Oh man, dude, that uh, talk about crazy documentary shows. This, except this is a real documentary. It's a I, real documentary. Like, so my i guess mental state while watching this show i was just like this this is in america like there's a tiger trade in america there are like zoos full of just tigers where like how have i not ever heard of this shit (laughs) because we're in san francisco and in california where everything's kind of regulated and shit yeah fair enough and if people do have them they're very very wealthy and can get away with it or good at hiding it very true and then the other uh thought that kept going through my head was like every episode just gets crazier yeah you i did not expect it to be that i was like oh i can't get any crazy oh 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 my yeah like around episode three or whatever when carol baskin goes from being like the good uh zoo owner the one who says like oh i'm i'm trying to preserve these animals i'm trying to keep them like alive and healthy and safe that's why i'm trying to fight joe exotic because he doesn't treat them right Turns out she may have murdered her husband and fed him to a tiger to get rid of the evidence. And I was like, holy shit, what? What the fuck? Which, the way they show everything, too, was like... It's like one of those things where it's like, ah, it's just a rumor. And then you get all the evidence and you're like... Oh, she 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 killed her. <laughs> she killed him. He did. Yeah, there's a moment, <laughs> she murdered his ass. There's a moment where the documentary crew asks her about that. Like, hey, did you kill your husband and feed him to a tiger and she's like she doesn't say no that's insane i would never do that she's just like why would i do that that's crazy why would i feed my husband to a tiger it's like you're 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 not denying it you're just saying that that's weird (laughs) yeah which Uh, i mean looking the way she dresses and kind of 
you know, weird isn't, you know, that's like, well, you know, crazy doesn't necessarily, uh, it's, that doesn't seem like it's out of the wheelhouse for this one. So yeah, I'm inclined to believe that that man got bitten down by you. So yeah. And then like that other dude with the ponytail who has like Doc Mantell, he has like a harem of wives that the he, man, he makes them all wear ca- like tiger suits. He, he makes them all dress sexy and then, like, it's basically free labor for him as well. Yeah. Which, uh. holy shit. So, at first, I'm like, oh, maybe these do, maybe these people, you got, like, this kind of, like, activist woman who takes care of tigers. You've got this dude that, like, has a very successful one. It seems like he's got a cool staff. Yeah, and, and Joe's then you got this the crazy guy. one. Yeah, and then oh, Joe's no, no, like. No. They're all fucking crazy. They're all insane. There's no good guys here except for, like, the people that are actually, like, just foot soldiers in the zoo that are just like, I like animals. And then, <laughs> like, dude. the amount, James, the paying, the payments. Okay, so I just want to go through it okay. really fast. So, Joe, because, okay, each one is in uh, a specific location. Joe yeah. Exotic is in Oklahoma. Right. Oklahoma. Doc Mantell is in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. And... I've been there once for a small little convention like seven years ago or something. And Carol Baskins is in Florida. Yeah. Florida. And all three so she of these. fits right in. <laughs> yes. And all three of them have like these crazy things. And there's like other people, but they're more very much minor. They're like kind of like the middlemen that like do the, they help with the trades or they do other stuff. And I think one had, like, a monkey with a diaper on. That was kind of funny. But uh, Joe pays his employees, like, $100 a week or something insane. And I'm just like, oh, and I'm like, what's the federal minimum wage again? Because I feel like that's lower than the federal minimum wage, especially with probably the hours they work as well. I'm oh, just, yeah. like, thinking about that. And the whole thing they talk about it, too, is they, they talk about how... Uh, he finds people that have nothing else like this is their rock bottom so yeah. they don't have they won't they'll just be grateful that they have it and that's it and doc mantel pretty much uh marries and bangs his employees to make get free labor and then they get their own little house in his kingdom pretty much and uh he also like pretty much pays around the same price though like the ones that do get paid uh it's like 200 dollars a week maybe or something like that it's like a little bit better and you're like well are you better off with the ponytail guy because you get a little bit more money and you get a crazy tiger suit i guess you just gotta have sex with them so that kind of sucks yeah (laughs) uh and the crazy part too is uh they they do talk to one of the women that i guess was one of his she was she worked for him for a little while and was like yeah i wasn't into any of that shit so i just left (laughs) she was there for a while though she was was there for like yeah she was there for like uh i forget it was like it looked like it was over 10 years oh wow oh i forgot about that. yeah i think she might have been one of his i don't know if she was or was not because she said she didn't originally intend to be one of his like wives but i think she did have a relationship with him at at a certain point huh um because she's like yeah my dad dropped me off to work here and he took one look at the guy and said don't fall in love with your boss oh my god yeah yeah and 
yeah, it's it's that whole thing of like he he finds these all these nineteen year old girls that have no experience with anything, so he can basically get in there early and, and manipulate them. them, and they also get tied to him. And uh-huh. he basically is just a he's just the he of all of them he's the scumbag he's just That's nasty just feels super gross exactly it, I was like dude this dude is nasty and I don't like his name as a doc either that makes it even worse yeah <laughs> and then like Carol Baskin I mean I don't know free labor that, that's the thing it's like I don't know if it's necessarily worse than like hey bang me and I might pay you but but i think honestly doc mantel is probably the worst one to work for potentially possibly yeah but yeah like carol baskin is straight up just like you're all volunteers i'll treat you better if you if you really put a lot of work in she doesn't even know them i'll give you a nicer t-shirt yeah so you get your your volunteer level is based on your t-shirt color and the more years you work the better color you get so they're like, yeah, to get this one, like to get like the end all be all one, you have to be there volunteering for five years. And then it's like, she'll only know you and know your name, maybe if you have been there for five years, because she's like, oh, I got so many volunteers. I don't know any of them. And yeah. it's just like, holy shit, that's kind of scary. But also it's just like, she's this woman pretty, I would say she's very intelligent because she, I'm, I, watching it i can all like it's she fucking killed him she killed her husband and it's like she got away with killing her husband and now she also has a very lucrative like free labor force that just does all this shit but also she's wealthy because the the husband she killed was like a multi-millionaire yeah so she's got millions of dollars but she doesn't use it to pay anybody and like you you mentioned like all the evidence earlier i completely forgot that 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 evidence was like her husband was going around telling people that he wanted to leave her because he like couldn't stand her anymore. And then like two days later, he's fucking just disappeared. Yeah. Like, and the dude wasn't, the, the dude wasn't a saint either, but oh, he no. was like, he wasn't someone that his deeds required him to be murdered basically. Yeah. It's it just the way the documentary laid it out. It seemed like Carol n- knew that her money ticket that was paying for all of her tigers was going to leave her and she's like well if i kill him then i get all his money and then problem solved yeah each each one out each one is done ter- so like the worst joe did was joe actually tries to assassinate carol that was the funniest was, thing that Dude, was like, the funniest shit that was so, actually hilarious <laughs> yeah like not to jump the gun or anything but so yeah that's like the last episode or two of the show was like Joe is in jail now because he tried to, he, as like a federal agent became aware that he was threatening her or something like that. So they did like a sting operation where they offered, they posed as like a hitman and said, Hey, yeah, we'll try, we'll travel across state lines to murder this woman for $3,000. And he oh, was that like, dude wasn't actually. He was. Uh, he was not part of the. No? He ended up confessing about that. That wasn't a. No, that wasn't a uh, FBI employee. Was he not really? Wait, then why? Not the it? original one. Uh, I think they tried something later with an FBI guy. Uh, later, what... huh? Uh, it might have been the same price. I don't know, but the first dude was like Joe told him five thousand, then he got three thousand, and he was just yeah. like, "I just took the money and left." But the whole thing was like, it sounded oh, like he actually right, did right, go to right. Florida. And yeah. it looked like he was going to kill her. And it was just like, it was a whole thing. 
it, it was just an so insane thing. That was just crazy that he thought that he could get a hitman to do all that for like under $20,000 or whatever is stupid, but whatever. Uh, yeah. It, it was... But I, so like dude. I... Yeah. It is the most poetic justice that I could think of that there's that this one phone call of his that they ha- uh, put into the show where he's like calling someone from prison saying like he's like crying his eyes out saying like I'm gonna die in here because my soul is being like just destroyed you know what tigers die in, in captivity because their souls die and I'm just like dude you spent your entire fucking life making a career off of keeping endangered animals in cages and breeding them. That was the, that was the thing that you like had to that Carol made sense for was that she's like they're breeding tigers, which you're not supposed to breed them. Yeah. It's one thing to like have them and they like kind of die off there, but they're like straight up breeding and profiting off of them and, and then yeah. selling them on the tiger black market. Mm-hmm. So that was shitty, and so I was just like, dude, there. I can't imagine anyone else that deserves what he's going through more than him. Yeah, I mean, one thing he also apparently heart, murdered five tigers too. That too. He also was taken. Uh, they found like a bunch of tiger skeletons on his uh, property. So clearly, when they were getting too old and too large for him to really take care of, he would just like kill them. Yeah. Uh, but there was a moment where apparently he dealt in more than just tigers. He he had like a couple chimpanzees that he apparently had for like a decade. And there was a moment where he said, you know, he finally was able to sell them to some zoo that wanted some chimpanzees and he had kept them in like a couple tiny cages next to each other, like barely enough move uh, room to move around. They couldn't like interact with each other. They couldn't play with each other because there was a wall between them, but they could see each other. And so the first thing that they did after 10 years of being kept away from each other and being put into like a larger enclosure together was they just hugged each other because they they craved that connection, that physical contact with their own kind. And he's like, I don't know. Did I deprive them of that for 10 years? Maybe. But that's just business. And I'm just like, okay, yeah, fuck this guy. He just doesn't give a shit about any other life but himself. So fuck him. <laughs> he also ran for governor. That, that was the fucking craziest thing. Oh, God. <laughs> There's, that's what I keep saying. Like every episode of this show just got crazier and crazier. And I was just like, I don't, I can't believe this guy ran for governor of, you said Oklahoma was it he was from? Yep. Yeah. Oh man. It's weird. Yeah. It was, uh, it was really something to watch. And I mean, I feel like we're late to the game talking about it. I mean, it's my fault just because I've, I just finally watched it. But I'm sure if you're listening to this, you've already seen it. If you haven't, um, you don't necessarily need to watch it. It's just if you want to see something ridiculous, you can. Uh, this is it's yeah. it's it's seven episodes of insanity. There's an eighth episode where Joe McHale actually talks to some of the people that were on in the documentary uh, and like talks about them and see how they're doing after, which is, of course, during the pandemic. So they're just starting to quarantine and everything right. else and uh, seeing how they're all doing. And you do feel for specifically Joe's employees, uh, just really them in because they're they seem actually like good people. One of them straight Mm -hmm. up is like, I don't give a fuck who owns the place. I just want to take care of the tigers. Yeah. Uh, But those people were all really those were like at least the saving grace of 
the humanity in the show. Whereas you're just like Joe, Doc, and Carol are just all like the three, three devils of yeah. just they're they're the three devils of three of like different types of sins and evils. Each one is a different circle, I would say, but they're all they're all pretty much for better or for worse just all terrible. And I'm just like, ah, oh, you know, I'm just like, of course, I'm just I always I just cracked up when they kept telling me their locations. I'm like. Oh, okay. of course, yeah, this, uh, oh, okay, alright, well, great. Yeah. It was something. Definitely yeah. one of the most interesting documentaries I've seen in many years. Of course. Yeah, back, right. to, back to you, sort of. <laughs> alright, got some more monster movies and stuff, and a little bit of anime, so I'll run through those fairly quickly, I think. Mothra versus Godzilla. So this was a uh, really fun movie where you got it's honestly it's like one of the last it's like the first four movies or so Godzilla they just keep using utilizing him as an evil monster and mm-hmm. this is kind of like the last one where he's just purely like the bad guy in it pretty much because so far he's fought Anguirus who they pretty much were both pegged as like bad he's fought King Kong which you ca- it's it's supposed to be you have more. I guess humanity towards Kong, but they're both for better or for worse, just like a bunch of monsters fighting. And then you got Mothra, who's always the good monster. And so with Godzilla and Mothra, you know, Godzilla's the bad monster. And in this one, it's pretty much like the same thing, except this one's also got kids and you got to save the kids from Godzilla. And this one's actually also, it's got three Mothras in it, James. Really? Yeah. See, cause you've got I seen this one. I think you have. It, it's uh, the main Mothra dies as the two baby ones are born. Oh yeah, no, no, no. I, def- I def- and then they I just fucking web him up, and he's like, "I can't, I can't move your web. Yeah. You're getting me all sticky, all like this." And he just falls in the water. Uh, and it, it's a it's a fun time too because each of these movies, like even though the Showa era isn't necessarily like fully connected, uh, you do see like any time at the end of the movie, Godzilla falls somewhere. And usually that's where he winds up in the next movie, kind of. Like, it's just like he comes out of somewhere else that was similar to it. So that's why in uh, Godzilla versus King Kong, he just, like, busts out of an ice cube? Yes, because in in Godzilla versus Anguirus, or in Godzilla Raids Again, he actually is in an iceberg, like, an icy Arctic area, yeah. Huh, okay. Yeah, so they kind of, each one kind of leads into the other, whereas, like, at the end of Godzilla versus Kong, they fall into the ocean, and Godzilla kind of just winds up underground near the coast huh. in Mothra. And then in Mothra, he falls back into the ocean. And then from there, it's like it kind of changes a bit, which we'll get to actually fairly soon. But uh, it, it's a it was a good one. I, I liked that. Um, I don't know his, his design, too, because back then, too, in the show, his designs were very distinct. Like you could actually tell the suit differences with his face. And in this one, like, he's still, they still make him very menacing, like, kind of evil-ish when you look at him in this one. Uh, next up was another monster movie, James. But this was one of the first, uh, I started showing everybody one-shot movies. Uh, okay. So it's all the kaijus that aren't Godzilla that all had solo films. And the first one that came out, which was actually, I think, a year after Godzilla. It was either after the first movie or the second movie of Godzilla. This is the first solo monster movie. Rodan. Oh, wait. Rodan wasn't introduced in Godzilla? No. Oh, 
okay. Rodan got his own solo film before he jumped into the Godzilla movies. Interesting. Yeah, I, I, I think they... actually Mothra did as well. Yeah. I can't remember because um, Mothra wrote. Uh, if you ever watched, which I'll get to here eventually, Destroy All Monsters, but uh, a lot of the one shot movies with all the different monsters all get put into one later, but they all kind of appear in their own movies first beforehand. Hmm. Cool. Yeah. And Rodan's movie, James, this is actually the only monster movie I think as a kid I was actually a little bit afraid of. Really? Yes. And it wasn't Rodan. So the movie starts off like it's like the, a mining town. So these people are always mining and some of them are winding up dead. And people f- eventually find out that there's these creepy ant type monsters that c- they're like these weird larva type bug things and they keep uh, eating people and they're trying to fight them and they're like able to kill one or something. And one dude gets stuck in a cave in and finds out there's a crazy nest where there's actually hundreds of these things or uh, something. That sounds horrifying. <laughs> and in that area is like two eggs. One or two eggs. Massive eggs that are bigger. And the egg cracks open and it's baby Rodan. Interesting. And he starts eating all the bugs. <laughs> oh. And it turns out they're just food the whole time. So these monsters that the humans are fighting are just food for a much bigger monster. And that's when Rodan comes out. And uh, when Rodan flies, you know, like everyone pretty much dies if yeah. Rodan flies over him. And there's not one but two Rodans in this movie. Really? Interesting. Yeah. And I forget how it works. I think they keep attacking them. But a volcano erupts and the Rodans just kind of like start falling in to the lava. And that's kind of how they die. But and it's very tragic. Like I actually felt really it's like one of the sadder monster deaths is when these monsters die in it. But what I really liked about it, too, was it was the first time they really had a monster besides Godzilla. And they put a lot of I don't know. It felt like they put a lot of work into it compared to some of the later one off kaiju movies. It just felt really weird. Like this one was a lot smaller scale because even though these monsters are coming out, it's like not Godzilla destroying Tokyo or some massive city. It's like, hey, it's small mountain mining town and there's weird monster bugs and it turns out they're food. Which, James... That is actually a really cool twist, that, like, the monsters in the beginning are not even really the big problem. Nope. And, because it's like, Rodan doesn't even really register the the humans. He's just like, huh? Oh, what are those? Uh, Whereas the the bugs are like, oh, you're food. And then Rodan looks at the bugs and they go, oh, you're food. (laughs) And it's just a fun, it's a fun chain. But uh, the bugs in this, actually, are larvae that they later revisit in the millennium era of Godzilla. Really? And in the movie Godzilla vs. Megaguirus actually have those larvae, and they turn into these crazy, like, um, fly, dragonfly-type monsters later. So, like, if Rodan didn't eat them, if, if technically to the to the lore, ah. if Rodan doesn't eat those larvae, they turn into an even deadlier monster. Oh, that's actually yeah. really interesting. Yeah, so they should be thanking Rodan for keeping it in check. It's all part of the ecosystem. Exactly. Yeah, make sure that otherwise people will just be carried off by these fucking flying bugs and be even worse. I take Rodan over flying bugs. I'll be that actually does sound really fucking horrifying. Just being picked up by a giant dragonfly and like Ah! going off into their nest. Honey, I'm going to war. Oh my god. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Well, he'll never make it to the mines. Oh god. Fun times. Well, I mean, they still they still got the Japanese hornets. Yeah. Those yeah. things are mad. I don't, I don't deal with that. All right. 
Uh, next movie, or not movie, actually, miniseries. Anime miniseries. Mm-hmm. Fully Cooley. James, have you seen Fully Cooley? Oh, yeah, I saw that a long time ago. I Did they ever bring out the sequel season? I know that They came like out a... with two already. Did they... Oh, okay. I, I, I haven't watched them were... yet. Someone said season two isn't that good. Season three is better, but not as good as the first. Mm. But yeah, I remember... But I haven't watched it, so I, I don't know. So I watched Fully Cooley a long time ago, and I just remember it being a really interesting animation style and just very different from anything that I'm used to. Yeah, it's it's very richly because it's only what, like six episodes for that one too. Yeah. It's, it's like very a very short, short miniseries. And at the time it was also it's like it's a limited series. So there's no sequel or anything until just recently. And it's amazing for multiple reasons. Like I, I watched this on my own years ago. But uh, our whole group was shown it again, and it was just a fun time to watch it. But it's amazing for multiple reasons. One, its animation quality is so superb. Like, it's very, very high-tier animation, and it's incredibly hilarious. Like, the humor in it is just fantastic. It's like Everything from the family, the, the dad's the fucking well, It's like perp. the main character has like a bump on his head that is a portal to another dimension and shit just comes out of it every once in a while and does like a robot fight or whatever. It's weird. Yeah, there's like monsters and then the robot comes. Yeah, the, the robot also plays guitar sometimes too. Yeah. And there's an alien woman that also plays guitar and she's the one that starts everything. Oh, and yeah, he also kind of likes her on the head with like a guitar and yes. that's where the bump came from yeah yeah that's how it starts so and it weird. turns out she's like this evil alien girl but it's it's like a whole thing and it's also got a superb soundtrack oh yeah it's so good and everything about it like it's it, it they get serious at certain points but the humor just outdoes everything and of course the the fights too are just absolutely fantastic it it does it feels really weird too because it's the whole thing is like he's got this brother and his brother's girlfriend like it's like they have a weird relationship it's a, it's all these weird rela- it's really really weird relationships and then the dad's a really big pervert that's like the big- yeah i think that's like the best way to describe the show is just it's weird but in a good way yes yes Yes. Yeah, and I liked I it because so. it's like a self at least when I watched it, it was its own self-contained little mini story thing. It was just a fun little watch. Like it's like I I don't know, I've said this for like other things before. It the art style and the music and like the way it all comes together, it just didn't feel like anything else I've ever seen before. Like Fully Cooley is definitely its own flavor. Yeah. I would, I would totally, too, say, like, um, this is a different type of recommendation. So, if you don't really watch anime, or if you wanted to watch anime, if you've got time, the number one thing you'd ever should watch, if you just only watch one, is watch Cowboy Bebop, obviously. Oh, That's, like, yeah, the end-all, be-all thing. But, I if you want something describe, short and fast... I would literally yeah. describe Cowboy Bebop as, like, art. <laughs> that show is... Yeah, that's fun. actually... Um, that is a 10 out of 10. Like that is, no one will disagree with that usually either. Like I haven't yet to meet someone that would say, oh, you're wrong. I'd be like, what's wrong with you? Dude, there are just but certain if moments. You got time, yeah. Yeah. If you got time, watch that. But if you want something short and simple, that's like, it takes maybe two hours of your time, 
watch Fooly Cooly because that's Cowboy Bebop is like what twenty two episodes in a movie, so it's a little bit it takes a little bit more time. Whereas Fooly Cooly is just six episodes, yeah. and all of these episodes are like twenty two minutes. Very quick. So, watch. yeah, uh, you literally can knock it out and just and it'll just be one small part of your day really uh definitely watch that if you already like or if you got time for all that watch Cowboy Bebop then watch Fully Cooly that's like the number two thing you should watch really and it's it's so ridiculous too and they say the words like Fully Cooly and the dad's like what's Fully Cooly yeah. what's Fully Cooly <laughs> and they're like well Fully Cooly Fully Cooly and like, the grandpa's like oh I'm Fully Cooly and there's like a whole conversation about that and you're like what the fuck is going on I was happening and it's like well it's just Fully Cooly bro but yeah, just oh, it's such a good time, such a good time. I, I'm I'm glad we're just talking about good shit that we've watched. Except oh, yeah. Tiger King's the Tiger King's probably the craziest thing in that list so far. <laughs> All right, that is what is that three? All right, last one that I got for this uh, small set here, Deep Rising. So Deep Rising, uh, for a small for a certain amount of time, we were doing basically like uh, every week we do like every other week was a Godzilla movie. One week we'd do uh, one of the one-shot old kaiju movies, and then the other week would be a modern monster movie. And that was one of the more modern ones. I think it was from the 90s. So Deep Rising is... I don't know if... I guess you haven't seen it, James. Yeah, I'm like... Looking at your face. I'm like scanning my brain, and I literally cannot think of any movie called Deep Rising. Like, what what is this all about? So it's a movie where there's a cruise ship that has... I guess a shit ton of money and like codes or something. I don't <laughs> okay. remember necessarily anymore. Uh, and in one part, there is a ship with a crew on it. And it's like all these dudes that are basically going to do a heist. Okay. And it's like all these heavily armed guys. And then there's the crew that are taking in there. And it's these three people that are more so just there for the money to do it. They're there for the job. And they aren't like these crazy fucking heist dudes. And they're just going to this cruise ship. The cruise ship itself uh, has main characters of like the main boat staff of like the head people. And one dude's like this rich guy. And then you have this woman that's also just trying to steal stuff, basically. And she gets caught and you're like, okay, whatever. And then something weird happens where it's like you've you've, uh, driven the ship over something. And it turns out there's a creature. And it's like a giant octopus kraken type creature that has so many fucking tentacles. And it just like starts killing everybody left and right on the ship. Oh, I have seen this movie. Right? And it's got... um, Uh, Like... I the unless it's something else. The only thing I remember is like for the majority of the movie, all you see are the tentacles. Yeah, until the very end, and then you see its face, and then, like, they throw, they try to blow up the ship with it on it. I literally forgot the entire setup of that movie. All I remember was Kraken. (laughs) Yeah, and it's, it's like a Kraken, or it's some type of octopi creature. Yeah, I think they were going for, like, an an anaconda-type thing, because the tentacles have mouths and stuff, so they just look like giant snakes. Yeah, and they, they pretty much start killing off, like, the heist crew one by one, and the kill off because uh, it's like uh, the main character. It's supposed to be like the the boat crew is this. It's like a dude that looks like um, I think it's the guy from They Live. Hmm. Uh, I forget his name. Okay. Um, the, but it's the like main that. Guy? Yeah, with the glasses, the white dude. 
Okay. Uh, yeah, it's like, put on the glasses. Let me actually look it up real fast. But it's him, and it's got... Uh, Hang on, I'm looking up the uh, the cast listing. Oh, it's Treat it's Treat Williams. Uh, he plays uh, John Finnegan. If I'm looking at that, yeah, All yeah. Right. And then you've got uh, Famke Jansen, who you might actually know her as Phoenix Jean Grey. She plays the uh, the woman that's trying to steal from the boat. It's got all these other people, but the main. The, cr- the one I cracked up about that was there, because it's got all these random actors and actresses that I don't really know, or actors and actress. It's like one actress, really. But uh, the one person that's in this movie that I cracked up about, I don't, uh, I think I found him. Uh, Kevin J. O'Connor, I think. Yeah. Okay. He plays Benny in The Mummy. Who, who is Benny again? Okado, your strength gives me strength. He's like the the mummy's sidekick. Oh, he's yeah, like yeah, a little yeah. bitch. He's like the rat boy, such a little asshole. He's it's like I I just don't want to die. Yeah, I forgot about that guy. <laughs> yeah, he is one of the boat crew in it, and the the heist guys want to kill him so badly. <laughs> and you're funny. like, oh, I feel bad for him because he's not bad in this one. He's just like he's still just like a wimp though. And, uh, you know, one by one, the, the crew just gets taken out and it's just a, a crazy thing. And uh, eventually it's like it it's only the robber girl from the boat, the, from the cruise and Finnegan that make it off. And you think everyone else dies because you think Benny died. Uh, I'm just going to call him Benny because it's easier. <laughs> but he literally they have him surf up to them where he's like guys i'm alive and he's on a surfboard coming out of the cruise wreckage (laughs) and he's like i made it and then this is the craziest part james it ties into something we didn't expect so they wash up on an island and you know the movie itself is cool because it's like it's guns and a monster like that's the whole movie yeah. is just a bunch of guns and a giant monster and they're trying to fight it and it keeps killing them one by one. And it's fun to watch like the ways it does it too because uh, they keep thinking they're outsmarting it and that's pretty much the whole premise of the film. But when they kill it, it turns out, oh, this is why they, uh, this is why it came out after them. They're next to this island. This island's not just any island, James. It ties into something very specific. Did it? A I mean, giant I... monkey. See, I re- I remember the cliffhanger. I don't remember them seeing what was in the forest, though. They don't, but they basically wash up on the shore of Skull Island. Oh, I could see that. Yeah, because I-, I definitely remember that cliffhanger. And it didn't even lead to, like, another movie. It was just that, like, they get away from one monster and let- get onto what they think is safe land. And then they look into the forest and there's this like huge rumble and like something's coming after them. It's like, oh no, what else is there? Yeah. And it's, dude, it's just, it's ridiculous. I I love that too. Cause that movie came out 1998. There you go. So that came out literally like right at the same time as the mummy. So that's why like you get all that shit at the same time. And it's just that ridiculous fun feeling. <laughs> Benny's big break. But, oh my God. <laughs> Benny's big break, really. Yeah, straight up. They're like, hey, can you play in this one, this dude that's just like a bitch? Okay, in this one, could you play this dude that's a bitch, but he's like evil too? And it's like, oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) 
it was, it was it was crazy and i it's funny that they had him live and you're just like uh, there's like this other character that's really cool and she just gets got so badly and i'm like oh she got got off screen that sucks like uh-huh. she didn't even get a like she just got it was it was like oh damn that 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 just sucks ass but yeah that was uh deep rising good time good time and that was all four for me again so back to you james so the next one on my list uh i don't think i ever watched it before this i watched miracle which is the um oh man i can't remember what movie no not miracle on 34th street this is the (laughs) hockey movie with kurt russell who's he's like have i not heard of this it's so good, dude. It's on it's on Disney Plus. It was in their uh, feel good sports movies section. I'm not even. Is that... this the prequel to Mighty Ducks? No, it's it's uh, based off of the real life events that is like I think it's called the Miracle on Ice or whatever, where it was the story of oh god, and I I don't remember what year this is supposed to be. My dad could definitely tell you because he's uh, super into history, but it was. During a time where during the Olympics, you were not expected to have um, professional players on your team. It was it was only supposed to be amateur uh, athletes. Mm. But Russia kind of cheated by making it so that their unprofessional athletes were technically enrolled in the military, but all their training was just playing hockey so that they could embarrass everyone in the Olympics every time. And so... It was this like thing where Russia, no one beat Russia in hockey. Like you couldn't do it. And so this movie is the miracle of the Americans actually beating the Russian team with literally just like college students. And Kurt Russell plays the the coach who just conditions his team endlessly for months to just make them into basically fighting shape to take on the Russians as best they can. And through all like, like no one believed that they were going to win, but they somehow pulled it off at the end. And it's just one of the things that I felt while watching this movie was like, man, it's been so long since I felt like this kind of pride in America. Like it's kind of sad that, because like that was the whole thing about this movie was like everyone in America was watching this hockey game. Even if you didn't give a shit about hockey, you're just like, it's Fuck um, Russia. Yeah, yeah, it was literally just like, can America beat the Russians in this thing that like we know is rigged against us to in to an extent? Because again, they're not really using unprofessional players. They're just not technically enrolled in like or. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for employed by like an actual Uh, hockey league. It's just like, Oh, they're not professional hockey players. They're soldiers, but they don't go to war or anything. And they don't have active duty. They literally just play hockey. But anyway, so it's just, it was cool to see that even at some point in like the seventies, like all of America turned their eye onto this one uh, Olympic event just for the hope that we could prove that as Americans, we could accomplish anything. And I don't know. There's this one scene that I really loved where the, um, the team lost to like, it was some random nothing game. Like it didn't, it didn't matter. It wasn't part of the Olympics. It was just like a practice game or whatever. Uh, 
and they lost by like a couple points or something like that. And the uh, coach, uh, Kurt Russell, was so furious with the with his team. And they were like, what the fuck does it matter? Like, it's it's not like we were fighting the Russians tonight. He's like, it does ma- fucking matter. Because if you were fighting the Russians tonight, you would have fucking embarrassed the entire country. You need to do better. So he just has them do laps uh, back and forth on the ice literally for hours until they're like vomiting and passing out. And like the, the people who want to close up the ice rink are just like turning the lights off because they're just like fucking leave (laughs) take your team and go and it's like that's how hard he was training them just so that for the one game that really matters they would be able to go for hours without needing a break and just he wanted them to be able to play on equal footing with the russians and somehow they actually did end up winning at the end and it, it was a very inspiring movie to watch i i really really liked it and i can't believe i never saw it before then I guess part of that is probably because I'm not that into sports movies, let alone hockey. But I've just I've heard about the Miracle on Ice so many times, and I was looking for just some random movie on Netflix on uh, Disney Plus at the time, and I was like, you know what, I'll try this out, and I was not disappointed. It was very very fun, entertaining movie. Okay, yeah, I I used to watch sports movies when I was younger. It's like I mean, obviously the end all be all one, of course, is always going to be Remember the Titans, but hmm. that's uh, on there too. I think I watched what I watched like when I was younger, The Rookie, um, Invincible, and if you count, uh, I guess you could count Longest Yard and Gridiron Gang. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. Do that. Um, but I don't know. I I, I kind of dropped off, so there's probably a bunch I've missed by now. Uh, I know the one I really want to watch that isn't those is Cool Runnings. <laughs> That's the uh, <laughs> the luge. It's, it's the bob. I think it's the bobsledding one. It's like mm-hmm. the Caribbean team bobsledding. So that's what I've been wanting to watch forever now when I get to when I get a chance on Disney Plus. But I'm like, that's the first one I'll watch. But I'm like, you know, I guess I'll put Miracle somewhere there. I'm like, hmm, Miracle or Cool Runnings. <laughs> What's, which yeah. one is it going to be? I think Miracle is definitely uh, granted. I don't think I've ever watched Cool Runnings, but I, I think Cool Runnings had like some comedic uh, aspect to it. But the Miracle is just straight up a drama. Not well, not a drama. Just it's an inspiring feel good sports movie. That's literally what it, For what sure. it is. It's like, a, I guess for me, hockey specifically, like you just watch Mighty Ducks really when you're mm-hmm. younger. And then anytime I think of hockey now or it's like something big, you just, if I, if I go to a hockey game, I'll try, I'll probably just be like this where they're like, it's getting big. And I'll be like, quack, quack, <laughs> quack. And they're like, dude, this seems not even playing here. Shut the fuck up. I'll be like, oh, sorry, Ray. Uh, <laughs> that's all I know. It's the quacks, bro. <laughs> oh God. Good times. Yeah. Ready for more, James? Oh, yeah. All right. We're actually doing good. My, or the last, the first special we did, I only got through six. We're already, I'm already eight through nine, actually counting Tiger King. So we're doing, we're doing pretty good. And we still got like 45 minutes to go. This is fantastic. All right. Uh, another monster movie. We're there, Like I said, there's a lot of monster movies in here, guys. Uh, Ghidorah, the three-headed monster, or, uh, well, actually, no, it's pretty much Ghidorah, the three-headed monster. Uh, this was the first appearance of Ghidorah, and this was kind of the first movie where Godzilla is not bad. Like, uh, Ghidorah comes, starts destroying everything, and then you got Godzilla, Rodan, and Mothra there, and Godzilla and Rodan are just kind of fucking shit up too, but to a lesser level, they're just kind of like being monsters. And it's, uh, th- this is the interesting part. So this is after Mothra versus Godzilla, 
and you still have one of the baby Mothras. And they're like, oh, the other one died. Oh, I forgot about yeah. that. The, the kid, I remember there's like a show at the beginning and the, 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 they actually present Mothra to people and the two, uh, the pre, the mini priestesses are there and the kid's like, where's the other Mothra? And it's like, oh, that one died, unfortunately, but this one's still here. That's and sad. Uh. when Ghidorah attacks, uh, I believe this is also the one where there is aliens or there were going to be aliens. So this whole thing is like the premise is there's this uh, royal princess on a plane from this nation and they try to assassinate her and she gets saved and uh, she gets, I guess, um, possessed by the spirit of a venus princess oh yeah so she's from venus oh, I and forgot it's about like that. Ghidorah apparently is a monster from venus and destroyed the society there there used to be a whole society on venus and it was all destroyed by Ghidorah. Well, and you never heard of the venusians <laughs> exactly and uh, all these all these people all these dudes all these uh evil government guys from her country are trying to kill her the whole time so they're like, oh, this, everyone's either like, we have to kill the princess. The other people are like, there's this crazy woman saying she's from Venus. And then there's people like, we have to s- save this crazy person from these assassins. <laughs> and at the same time, Ghidorah's attacking the world. And uh, they team up with like the, the mini priestesses. And Mothra goes to moderate between Godzilla and Rodan, which they find those oh, two I literally totally fighting each other. Yeah. Godzilla's throwing, they're like throwing rocks at each other and they're literally laughing at each other. Like, straight up, this movie is so fun because they're both fighting. Mothra starts um, spraying Godzilla with its webbing in his face and he's like, ugh, who the fuck? Who's, what the fuck's happening? And Rodan, they're literally, Rodan is laughing. He's like, rawr, 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 rawr. <laughs> and Mothra turns, starts spraying Rodan and then Godzilla starts clapping <laughs> And you're just like, oh my god, this movie's fantastic. And Mothra starts talking to them, and uh, the Guardians are translating, because like, they're, they're finding out what they're saying, and they're like, uh, Godzilla says that humans are mean to him, that they whenever he goes anywhere, they always attack him, so why would he ever help them, blah blah blah. And he says, so when he's talking, he sounds hella sad, he's like, rah, 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 rah. <laughs> and, uh, it's, it's so, it's so funny the way they do it, and I, I love when they finally convince them. They're like, okay, they're going to attack. Uh, Rodan goes to fight Ghidorah. And Ghidorah starts shooting at Rodan. So Rodan just hides behind a rock and just would peek his head out like, is he still there? Ghidorah would shoot his laser again. Rodan just hide again behind the rock. Uh, Godzilla would go and uh, just go on head-on attacks or throw rocks at him. And Mothra would do its best to do whatever. But at one point... Rodan picks up Mothra and Mothra basically does aerial uh, webbing attacks on Ghidorah. It's like all this stuff and it's such a fun team-up movie. The reason I would say people should watch this, James, is for one reason alone. Out of all the other Godzilla movies, this is a perfect kind of proto-movie to Godzilla King of Monsters, the movie that came out in 2019. Uh, Mm -hmm. Because it is the one where all four of them appear... And it's the only movie where all four of them are there uh, without additional monsters. Because there's multiple... There, I'd say there's two other movies where all of them are in it. But it's this is the only one where it's that specific set. 
And I remember when they first announced King of the Monsters and they show that which monsters are going to be in it. I was like, oh my god, I know what movie this is. And mm-hmm. I started like watching this again. But yeah, this is uh, another good one. And this is the turning point movie, I would say. This is the movie where Godzilla is turned into more of a neutral monster because he starts helping but he's not necessarily um he's not necessarily like the good monster i'd say like it's weird so james you know how there's three eras or now four eras of godzilla like showa haize millennium and now raiway era mm-hmm. uh in the showa era it's also the biggest one it has like 15 movies in it whereas like the others like six or seven uh this one has like three eras within it and it's like there's the evil godzilla era the neutral godzilla era and the good godzilla era and it's like as time goes it changes so this is the entry into the neutral so like the first four movies are evil this is where it changes and he turns pretty much neutral for the most part i would say for a certain amount of movies and then it changes again but it's overall i'd say a good time next up we've got the first season of Lore. Oh, I I I still uh, listen to that podcast. I haven't actually watched the show though. Yeah, actually, I think I watched season two. I don't have it on here, but I'm pretty sure I've seen either most, if not all, of it. Which I'll just talk about both at the same time. I won't really get into the full thing, but I will say, like, for those that don't know, Lore is a show on Amazon Prime Video or Amazon Video, whatever. Uh, it's one of the Prime shows, and. It's like six episodes, and each one's like an hour or so. They're like 40 to an hour or something like mm, that. Okay. And it's like usually off of a podcast episode that he's done already, mm. where it's based off a podcast called Lore, and it's uh, this guy Aaron Menke talking about his stuff from history, whether it's like a legend or a true story and stuff like that. And he goes over the full history of it, and it's really cool. It's got this very, um, how would you describe his voice, James? Very tranquil to the point where you could potentially fall asleep listening to him. He's got a very relaxing voice, so it's very easy to get lost in his stories because, I don't know, his voice just flows so well. Yeah. He does a really good job. He, it's really cool the way he's done it, and he's expanded on his podcast. Like, he's got, like, a full network now, pretty much. Like, he does, like, three shows himself, and now he has other people doing shows with them. Uh, where he doesn't actually do the narration anymore. Really? Uh, yeah, there's like two. I think it's called like Noble Blood or American something. It's like American lore specifically. And then like uh, uh, I think one is royalty and then one is about genies or something. Uh, it's I, I'm not too sure. But those ones he doesn't do himself. He does like uh, lore and then he does Cabinet of Curiosities, which is usually like a 15 minute episode. Yeah. Twice a week. That's just like two small, cool history facts. And then... Uh, I forget what the third one's called, but it's more like a, uh, a seasonal series where it's like 10 episodes or something, and it's actually about a specific event. So it's much more focused, which the first one was interesting. Mm-hmm. It was like the, the witch trials. The second one was about fortune telling or for, or something like that. So I wasn't really, I didn't w- listen to that one because I didn't really care too much. But anyway, uh, the show itself, it, it seems like it was supposed to take like the best of episodes from him. In which, James, I will say the seasons are a little different. So yeah. the first season, it's like six random episodes. One is like, I think, about a werewolf. One has uh, this dude doing like lobotomies. One has uh, the Irish folk tale of like uh, how people get sick and then they get switched off with like 
they think the, oh, the person's not right yeah and this it's about this dude murdering his wife because he thinks she's fake and he's just an asshole <laughs> and it's so fucked up i was like oh this is terrible i don't like ireland uh, at least place, back though. then yeah this is insanity but like it was cool because the way they do it, James, is they combine his narration with an actual like live action story. So they have full actors and actresses doing the thing. And then in between and stuff, he'll they'll actually show like old cool pictures and like folktale lore. And he'll be talking and narrating through it like and, you know, it, it, just like his podcast. So it feels like half of it's his podcast and half of it is actually the story unfolding uh, like an actual show almost. and i really like that format i thought it was really good and i honestly really enjoy i enjoyed it i wouldn't say i don't i don't think i enjoyed it as much as the podcast itself ironically but i guess i was also wanting the more interesting stories because i know i've heard other lore episodes that were more interesting than the six that were shown in it Mm. especially just the way like they have the intro it looks really creepy and all this stuff and then the ones he chooses aren't as creepy as what he they had their little like intro as and i'm like oh okay i thought it was gonna be the scarier ones but that's fine then we get season two james and season two is actually much different they pretty much axe the entire narration portion so now you don't have uh aaron makey narrating over it you don't have like the cool in between like pictures and history stuff that's like they'll stop like the the main story and be like and this is you know a reference of what happens blah blah instead they just do the story itself mm. so they they completely act it out and it feels very much more anthology random tales without full explanation of what it is like it's like two dudes that uh one is two guys that keep killing people for money because uh, they give this dude corpses for his mm. uh yeah. study group Uh, Another one is uh, these dudes that work in a clock tower and it drives them insane or something because they see the future of like war and shit or something like that. And I was like, and I think another one was the queen of blood or something like that, where it's like this woman that uh, keeps killing young girls and doesn't even die from it. Like she just gets like imprisoned or something. But uh, she keeps killing people or something like that. And I remember watching these and I'm like, these are okay, but they're not as good as the first season. And I'm kind of losing interest because I kind of wanted these for his narration with it, where it what it felt like him explaining these legends to me instead of just acting them out. And you're just kind of like, oh, I guess this is about that kind of thing. And that's it. Mm. Right. So they're vastly different. And I feel like there's been enough time that he would have announced the third season. So I think that's it. Mm. I think what may have happened, James, is I, I could be I'm guessing. But I think they were like the first season was good, but I think we want to make it more successful for the second. So let's change it like this. And it might have had less viewers than the first season. Yeah, that sounds. That makes sense, because honestly, the way you describe it, I feel like I as a fan of the podcast would be much more interested in the first season than the second season. Yeah, and I honestly don't, I don't have it on my list here, but I know I watched it, or at least some of it, which means either I finished it and I just forgot to add it, or I actually lost interest and didn't finish the second season, Mm. which it could be one or the other. I wouldn't be surprised with either, 
And if which there was a third season, if it's like the second one, I don't think I would watch it, honestly. I just don't think it's worth my time in terms of like how many other shows I watch. And uh, I don't it, it just didn't catch me as much. And I'd just be forcing myself to watch it for no reason. So mm. I would say if you guys want something like that, I would just recommend the podcast to you. Listen to the podcast lore. It's a very timeless series. So you could just go back to the very first episode. Uh, yeah. uh, the newer ones are fine. I would, though, very much say, like, the first... Uh, I don't even... James, do you even know how many episodes there have been now? Uh, no, I could look it up real quick, though. It's well over 100, right? Uh, yeah, he's been going for a while. I mean, the only thing is he, he only does an episode every, like, two weeks or so. Yeah. So, hold on. But I would say, guys, uh, definitely listen to lore, if anything. And I would just say, check out, like, the first 6 to 12 episodes, because... Honestly, his earlier stuff is probably the best stuff he did. Yeah. So and the most recent episode that released on Monday is episode 158. 158. Okay. Yeah. I would say the first one. Try the first. If you really want to get into it, if you really like it, I would say just try out the first 100 episodes because that's where honestly all the good shit is. Especially like he does all these Halloween specials and all this other stuff. And you could tell like how much earlier it is, like the differences between it. Because it's just like him talking about this show and then as you go there later on uh, in his like intros and outros and he starts saying like oh i have a second show mm-hmm. oh i have an amazon series and all this stuff so like all the stuff before that is probably his best work because that's all he was focusing on too yeah. i think that's also why it's like all of his stuff was in it so he's going all out with it uh but if you want check out the first season i would say don't bother with the second season though the first season's good um that's all i would say to check out but otherwise podcast over everything else just try that for sure all right that's lore season one and two i'm glad i don't, I don't want to do that separate i would have had less to talk about but like season two is whatever don't watch it uh but james uh two more things i got one of which is kind of big and it's something i completely forgot to talk about before when it was much more relevant at the time and do you know what that is mm. it is shark week Oh, yeah, you actually mentioned this. <laughs> so I watched most of it this year. I did cat. I did cut off some stuff. I didn't watch any of the um, any of the after uh, after show specials. You know, it's like the the talking with the host and whatever. And he interviews people. I skipped that and I skipped a couple other things. I skipped all like the best of stuff because kind of as Shark Week goes every year, I've been cutting off more and more. If it's not a specific cool thing, like if it's not actually a documentary about sharks, then I'd have less interest in it. And with that said, I still watched 19 episodes this year. (laughs) And I made notes on all of it, James, but they're all very short. Uh, It's been a while. So when I wrote this all down was uh, when I last modified it was August 19th at 1.21 a.m. All right, so... Uh, you ready to go through the streams? It's it's very brief snippets of what it was. Okay. Uh, first off, number one was Air Jaws Breach Off. I said, cool bait used. Different parts of South Africa for great white breaches. So they pretty much just went around South Africa seeing great whites breach out of the water. Which a breach is when the shark literally flies out of the water into yeah. the air. Alright. Number two, Mike Tyson. Uh, put a shark to sleep, swore a lot. 
Weird. The whole oh, and I remember. So this one was ridiculous. They're like, it's a match between Mike Tyson versus a shark, and they kept making it look like he was gonna fight the shark underwater, like straight up. Oh, we're gonna have him box the shark, and it's just Mike Tyson in a wetsuit, I guess, in like in a diving suit in a pool, and he couldn't deal with it, and he's like, I can't do it, and it's like, there's no <laughs> shark in here. He's just in a pool and shit, and then at the end, he puts a. You know how you can put a shark in a catatonic state where you can like rub it or whatever and it like falls asleep or something like when you flip it upside down uh i'll take your word on it okay he basically just does that and they they kind of help him do it and then it's like he won the match and that was the whole episode (laughs) and i'm like what am i watching with mike tyson and the shark it's like i'm a fight the shark uh number three shark lockdown new zealand 20 foot female great whites Prime Minister Fiance. Okay. I'm uh, uh, These notes help me remember what exactly it was about, because it's obviously been a while. So if I remember correctly, uh, it was pretty much like these really massive nesting female great whites that were hunting off the coast of New Zealand. And one of the dudes that was studying this one was actually the, the husband of the Prime Minister, because the, uh, the Prime Minister, uh, I guess her husband, is actually a shark scientist. <laughs> Uh, and that okay. was that episode. Uh, these are short. I think they get longer as I go, but all right. Number four, abandoned waters. Great white activity increases along South Australia and more attacks bigger sharks. I think it was because this one was uh, during COVID when it first started. Uh, with everyone not being at the beaches, the great whites have moved in. And oh. now when people go in because people are in such a small amount, the sharks now attack people. Because there's such a small amount of uh, people there. So they just think, what the hell is that? I'm going to go see what it is. Oh, and there's not interesting uh, crowds to stop it. Yeah. Number five, Shaq attack. Oh, boy. Shaq is scared again. Well, sharks frenzy over bros. Okay. I think I remember this. Shaq goes and swims with the whale shark. And if I remember correctly, I talked about this a couple of years ago, James. We talked about Shaq before, and the whole episode was just Shaq going to go swim with the shark, and his, the whole thing was just him going, I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. Uh, in this one, he goes to the Atlanta Aquarium, where he swims with a uh, whale shark, and he's just, like, freaking out about it, and then he does it. So it's, like, the same thing again, where he's like, I don't want to do it, and then he does it. But he also has all these crazy bro dudes go and create a shark frenzy. Like one of them goes into a cage and they put, ba- you know, like um, all the fish pieces oh. around him. And the shark's frenzy around the dude in the cage. And he's like, whoa. And all the guys are just like, whoa. It's literally what it was. It was just a bunch of bros. That's and they're weird. like, yeah, we're friends with Shaq, bro. <laughs> oh, yeah. So that was that was that whole I, I, I really there's some episodes of Shark Week. I think I, I shouldn't have watched James I'm looking back at it now. Uh, number six, Jaws Awakens. Massive great whites, crazy Australian dude. Might have been a New Zealander. I don't know. Dickie Cheval is crazy. So there was a dude, I think a shark scientist that's also like a, a camera guy named Dickie Cheval. And he was either Australian or New Zealander. But he would do all these crazy things in and out of cages by great whites that probably could have killed him, but he did them anyway. And that was that whole episode. Extinct or alive, land of the lost sharks, East African coast, looking for three sharks not seen in years or decades. 
Hmm. Okay. So they were looking for three types of sharks. Uh, they were looking for the Forest Galante. Or no, the person's name was Forest Galante. <laughs> Rediscovers white tip weasel shark. Uh, they found one. It was last seen in 1984. Oh, wow. Uh, ornate sleeper ray was found. Last seen 2007. Right. A flap-nosed hound shark was found. Last seen 1902. Holy shit. Yeah. So I think that was, if I remember correctly, that was probably my favorite episode. Because I, I th- those are the ones I live for. I love the ones where it's deep sea sharks... Or actually, like, because the, what I get bored of is, I don't like the celebrity ones, obviously, uh, but I watch them anyway, because I always figure maybe it'll be entertaining, and then each year I get disappointed, because I'm like, it's just a bunch of dudes that are freaking out, which recently it's just been, like, Shaq and Mike Tyson and other people, but uh, otherwise, I'm like, okay, uh, I like, also the great white ones are sometimes boring, because they just kind of over utilize the great whites where they're just mm. like everyone loves great whites so that's why but otherwise the other sharks are usually the more interesting ones because i actually learn like i actually come to these to learn and like see cool shit not necessarily dudes freaking out and great whites killing things <laughs> number eight will smith off the deep end uh so it was like a will smith control documentary because i think i put definitely will smith in control more mellow vibe and very Will-centric. Barely anyone else spoke, even his kids. Great music and honestly great documentary tone. If you like Will Smith, it's a good time. (laughs) So I think it was just about Will Smith and he, because he's good with music, it just had really good, like, soundtrack to it. Mm. Otherwise, it's just really fucking boring because it's just him taking his kids to die with sharks and the kids are like, dad made us come here <laughs> it just it looked really fucking weird it was, it was like okay thanks i guess Jaden can't even act like a real person dude he straight up looked very whatever in it if i remember correctly uh he just looks so just like yeah i'm rich i don't care this is like normal <laughs> uh number nine great white serial killer extinction that's such a long title Rising ocean temperatures from global warming is killing the kelp forests off California's coast, leaving sea otters defenseless against great whites who could drive them to extinction. Damn. Yeah, so that one was that scary. Uh, number 10, Monsters Under the Bridge. I think this is the other one I really liked. Great hammerhead sharks under the Seven Mile Bridge in the Florida Keys. Uh, biggest ones seen as they are normally up to 12 feet but they found 16-footers hinting to a new species of hammerhead. Ooh, uh, Just because of their sheer size. Number 11, Adam Devine's secret shark lair. Devine, is it Devine or Devine? Devine and friends check out a potential sh- tiger shark lair in the Caribbean. Bad jokes all around. Was <laughs> bored. Okay, so this must have sucked. Uh, <laughs> number 12, great white double trouble. West Australia has more great white attacks than the East Australian coast. Found out the East has more juvenile great whites, less likely to kill. West has the older great whites plus a large seal population, which causes the swimmers slash surfers to get caught in the crossfire. Mm. Wow, I really took notes on this. 13. Sharkadelic Summer. Snoop Dogg commentary on shark footage from encounters along U.S. coast. Exactly how you would expect it to go. So it's literally just Snoop Dogg 
commenting on shark attacks? Yes. Weird. Okay. Uh, I would say out of all the, if I remember correctly, out of all of the um, celebrity ones, this was probably the most entertaining because it was just Snoop Dogg not even mm-hmm. going there and acting like he was freaked out or whatever so the he fuck. Didn't waste He's a, just like, so he didn't waste a whole hell of a lot of time going like, I ain't doing this. I ain't doing this. No, nah, he's just like, that shit is crazy. <laughs> and that's the whole <laughs> the fucking... And I'm like, yeah, I like this. This is just Snoop Dogg narrating shit. Uh, number 14, Mako Nation. Learned new Mako facts like attack styles, bite force, and the attacks from below. Oh, because they'll do like the, the fucking insane like mm. deep attacks that they come out of like the fucking nowhere. Uh, 15, Alien Sharks. First contact. Oh, is this the... Oh, this is the... This one I really liked. First contact. Two teams are looking more into deep sea sharks. One team in the Sea of Japan looking for a frilled shark. Another in Alaska looking for the massive sleeper shark. Dude, the sleeper shark's fucking massive. I I saw that. It was like this insane looking shark. Uh, Guys, Google sleeper shark and it looks ridiculous. (laughs) Uh, Then in Hawaii looking for the cookie cutter shark. In search in the search for the frilled shark, there are many catches of many other species, including a kite fin shark, also called Godzilla shark. I I, I remember taking very specific notes on that. Yeah, I was very that was, that was actually a really cool episode. That stuff was, I, I like that because that like I said, that's one of the more obscure things. They're like going for sharks that no one really knows about, and it's just like the deep sea too is always just one of the cooler things. Uh, almost there, last four. Number 16, Lair of the Great White. Great White attack patterns off the West Australian coast. <laughs> James, this is the third documentary about a Great White on the West Australian coast in the same year. <laughs> in one week? Uh, in one week. I mean, uh, these are all done in different weeks. I mean, like, the filming for these are usually done throughout the year. But, oh, uh, but they or, like, potential, like... Shark week, though. Yeah, they all are usually around Shark Week. Well, actually, you know what? I think a lot of them were done during when quarantine first started because they saw how much more potential they had because humans weren't around as much. Mm, So a lot of them were technically might have been done at the same time. But uh, awesome underwater ghillie suit that tricks sharks. So I think you can actually camouflage in a ghillie suit and the sharks won't even notice you, even if they're a great white. That's So that's kind of cool. Yeah. 17. Tiger Shark King. <laughs> I wonder if that was done on purpose. Get it? Because Tiger yeah. King. Tiger sharks may use the Caribbean deep sea for mating. A massive Tiger King may live there. Uh, I guess that was it. Uh, I don't think they found him. Uh, number 18. Sharks of Ghost Island. Off the Bermuda Triangle is a hot spot to at least 10 different shark species. It is right by international waters, which reach which uh, research done there could help protection efforts. That's kind of cool. Last one. Wicked sharks. Great white hunting patterns off the coast of Cape Cod, which is an area in Massachusetts, so east coast U.S. Learned that beachgoers should stay away from deep waters with cutoffs. New listening system that will alert people to get out of the water as the great white enters the area. Oof, what fun, James. What fun. You know what? I think I think for 2021, I may actually not watch the Celebrity Shark Week episodes because it, from what I looked, and if I can remember correctly, they kind of sucked ass, mm. except for Snoop Dogg. Uh, but all right. 
that was Shark Week, guys. I hope you enjoyed that notes that I looked up because I that's the only way to remember because there were 19 different freaking episodes I watched of that shit. I did it so you wouldn't have to. <laughs> Though I would recommend like probably four of those and mm-hmm. that's it. All right. Last one of that group, James. Uh, speaking of sharks, Deep Blue Sea. Oh, I like that one. <laughs> I finally saw that movie and I didn't expect it to be uh, Mako's. It's like these crazy Mako's that get mutated and a tiger shark that gets mutated. And I think it's like two Mako's and a tiger. And then one of the Mako, the Mako's eat the tiger shark. And it's like this crazy, which I guess this is all out of context, but it's like a cool, it's a movie about this research place, like a research island where they're mutating these sharks to make them intelligent. But because of this, they make them too intelligent. So then they're like, I know how to kill you all now. (laughs) And they kill the tiger shark. And then they, uh, start killing everybody that's still researching like they they basically I th- oh i think i remember what it was isn't it it cures cancer or something something like that like they were trying to research why some sharks are just literally there is no evidence of them ever getting cancer and we would like to know why uh and yeah somehow they're it was either that or alzheimer's or something I think. Some, maybe that was it I don't know. Yeah, it was some big... Dis- it was a very well-known... It was either cancer or Alzheimer's, I want to say. And they are celebrating that they figured it out. And in the middle of the celebration, the shark then kills one of those people. And they figure out how to flood their facility. So the survivors are trying to get the fuck out. And there's a corporate guy that comes there to like check out how things are going. And James, this corporate man is none other... Then Samuel Jackson. Dude, he was easily the best part of the movie. Especially and how he the left the movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, like, one by one, people kind of get killed in different areas. Uh, except for, um... Who was in it? Who was the cook? Who it was... One of the one of them was, a, I think it was a, either a hip-hop or rap artist. Uh, no, that was it the, was... Oh, who, who was it? I'm looking it up. Uh, let's see. Was it, uh, let's see, it was LL Cool J. Oh, right. (laughs) LL Cool J is the facility's chef. And the the sharks get into the kitchen and they eat his parrot. (sighs) And so he kills the shark for eating his parrot. He's like, you motherfuckers killed my parrot. So he fucking blows the shark up, if I remember correctly. He kills one of them. Because it's either, it's, uh, one, I think it's actually... James, there's three Mako sharks and one tiger shark, and then they eat the tiger shark because LL Cool J kills one shark. He blows it up in the kitchen. Uh, I think one of the, the the female scientists kills another one with like electricity and some other shit in another room, if I remember correctly. And then uh, the third shark is like at the end, but when there's only a certain amount of people left, Samuel Jackson, they they're like, we have to either go through this way that's like impossible or something or they have to like dive and uh when they dive they can like potentially uh get out of there uh they just have to like break through samuel jackson gives this amazing inspirational speech where i think he talks about how he survived he saw this crazy shit and survived to tell the tale and he like finishes the speech 
Right when he finishes the speech, the shark comes up, grabs him, fucking throws him around a bit, and just takes him, and he's gone. And you're like, oh, oh, oh. It was like the most memorable death in the entire movie. It's literally the only thing I remember remember of that entire movie. Dude, that was, oh my god, that was ridiculous. And I forgot, one of the dudes that was there was Stellan Skarsgård. He gets eaten alive by the, he's the dude that loses the arm first. And... He's the, yeah, one of the scientists lose their arms, so they put him in, like, a, uh, in, like, a special, uh, tank thing to keep him alive or something, and a helicopter comes to get him out of there, and I forget what happens with it, but the sharks somehow make it so the helicopter crashes, and he falls into the water. The sharks use him to break open into one of the facilities... And they don't even kill him. They just see him being dragged around by the sharks in his, like, uh, gurney thing. And they just shove him through the window. And that's what breaks the facility open. And you're like, oh, God, he's still in Skarsgård as a battering ram. Oh, my God. <laughs> it was so fucking insane. Oh, and I remember the main character was Thomas Jane. Really? Yeah. I forgot he was in that movie. Yeah, so at the end, it's just like Thomas Jane as Carter Blake, Saffron Burroughs as Dr. Susan McAllister, and LL Cool J as Preacher, the cook. Hmm. And I think in order to get the shark, because the shark was going to try to escape, and if it escaped, it would basically fuck everything up. So uh, uh, Dr. Dr. Susan McAllister sacrifices herself so they can kill the shark, which they do. And it's just like, they did it because I think she's the, like, it's her fault the sharks became like this and then start killing everyone. So she was like kind of her atoning for her sin of everyone getting killed. Mm. So it just ends with Thomas Jane and LL Cool J like, we did it. And all of a sudden you see all the other staff that went home for like the holiday or whatever, uh, come or like come back for the next like shift. And they're going to come back to a basically a blood up facility with everyone dead except for... yeah. Uh, the the shark swimmer and the chef. <laughs> it's such a it's such a fun movie, and I haven't watched the others yet. I heard there's Deep Blue Sea one and two and three, and three is like pretty new or something. Uh, but I do want to watch those movies eventually. I mean, I also James, I've only seen the first Jaws as well, so I still I still need to watch like the other Jaws movies. I, I think there's like you know four. I think same. I think I've only ever seen the first Jaws. I think I timed it too because we watched this and I timed it so. We were watching it during Shark Week, if I remember correctly, mm. I think. So that was fun. But all right, that's my other four. So I'm 12 in, James. Uh, we're actually closing it on two hours, so yeah. you can go. And... I could probably do one more. Yeah, sounds uh, good. Oh, yeah. I'll do one that I watched recently because I have a uh, more fresh memory of it, I guess. So also, I'm a little bit uh, behind on this one because people talked about it like crazy several months ago. I watched Away, which is already been canceled or has already been canceled by Netflix. So I I think the reason why I watched it was because I was looking for something to watch while I was working out and I didn't care too much about it. And I was like, you know what? I know that it's only got the one season, so it's not like it's going to go on forever and ever. So I'll give it a shot. I'll see why everyone was so crazy about it when it uh, first came out and why everyone was so upset when... Uh, it got canceled. I honestly don't care that it's not going to get a second season. 
because I what was it about? I don't even know what the show. So is. it was a drama that was set during the first manned mission to Mars. Like that was the setup. Was that it was an the the main characters were all astronauts from an international team of like there was one American, one uh, person from India, one person from China, one person from Russia, um, and uh, one person from England. And I think my biggest problem with this show was that so it was very well acted. I'll give it that. And a lot of the effects look really good. But it being a drama set during a space mission, it didn't really work for me because it they they engineered way too much drama. Like these people right. should have died like several times. And I get it. It's it's a long tr- uh way to Mars. There's a lot of time where shit can go wrong. But, like, one of the early problems is their water filtration unit, like, dies midway through oh. transit. And they're like, oh, well, we have a backup system. That, that'll that be totally fine, right? And then their chief engineer, the Russian guy, is like, no, we can't just switch to backup. Because that was never meant to last for, like, a long period of time. It's like a spare tire. You're... It's only supposed to get you to a shop to fix the problem. It's not supposed to be like your new tire from now on or whatever. Mm-hmm. But my problem with that is like this is an international collaboration. There is no fucking way, it, I think, that they would send a uh, spaceship to Mars. That any one of these gov- uh, governments would send a spaceship to Mars without being sure that there's like backups upon backups upon backups to make sure that they they can get these people back home safe. Mm. And it's just, there were so many things that just didn't make sense. Like when their, when their backup system finally did like fail and they were like, man, if only we could get to the water, like that we put in the walls of our ship to shield us from radiation. And I'm just like, why the fuck would you do that? Like water is heavy. Why would you fill your spaceship with water in the walls? That, like, granted, granted, okay, they they launched their ship to Mars from the moon, which would make it a lot easier to launch because the moon has, like, one-sixth of the gravity. You could, you could fit either more weight on there or more fuel, and it would be still easier than uh, taking off from Earth. But... I just don't think it would make any sense to, instead of just having radiation shielding in terms of, like, metal plates on the outside of the ship or whatever, or, like, some sort of ceramic coating, you went with water? I don't know. It just seemed like there were a lot of uh, things that, a lot of decisions that were made about this ship that only make sense to make it, like, an entertaining drama. And not, like, a good space show. Yeah. So, as entertaining as it was to watch the characters interact with each other, and it was well acted, I just didn't buy the series as a whole. Because there's just... This space mission seemed so poorly thought out. That for, like, a international collaboration to be the first people on Mars... 
that shit would be well thought out. So as a drama, it's fine. It just didn't really keep me entertained or not entertained. It didn't keep me interested because I was like, this is bullshit. None of this makes sense. This, this should not happen. They do not deserve to land on Mars safe and sound. <laughs> but the, I guess, spoilers, the season ends with them do getting to Mars. Everything's fine. And I guess the second season would have been their mission on Mars, which was like set up a, a base, set up a garden to prove that like you can grow things on Mars, which means that there's more of a point of setting up like long-term habitation on Mars. But I'm honestly fine with them set, uh, ending it with just like they got their mission accomplished. So, yeah, yeah. I don't know if if there's anyone out there looking for like a very character driven drama it's not bad but you're gonna have to like turn off the part of your brain that's like that doesn't make sense scientists wouldn't do that why would nasa do that that makes no fucking sense what okay (laughs) yeah (laughs) damn yeah, I, I may skip out on that one myself personally after you told me yeah. how that goes. I mean, one of my biggest issues is like the, the Russian dude goes like blind in the middle of the oh. fight. And apparently this is actually a thing. I uh, I, I looked it up or I had Chris look it up because I was like complaining about it. Uh, and there is such a thing as space blindness where for some reason, if you spend enough time in space, maybe it's because you don't have like gravity pulling your eyeballs down or whatever i don't fucking know but for some reason astronaut many astronauts do experience some loss of eyesight in space over time like permanently or uh it can be permanent sometimes it comes back sometimes uh sometimes it's just like now you need glasses or whatever but this dude had like thick fucking glasses before they sent him up there and then, like, midway through, they find out that he's been basically, like, cheating on his eye exams the, the whole time, and he just memorized the chart, and so he's, like, basically completely blind. Oh, this is a drama. And so I'm just like, dude, what the fuck? Like, there's no fucking way that Russia would send a half-blind dude to Mars just because he's a good engineer. You're telling me there's not one single other good engineer astronaut in all of Russia? Bullshit. <laughs> Yo, man, that writer's room had a good time, you know? (laughs) Yeah. So, again, a lot of drama. So, if you're looking for a dramatic show, it's got that in spades, but it's just not realistic to me. Damn. That's, that's something. Yeah. That's, yeah, I'll, 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 yeah, I'm I'm a pass. I'm a pass myself personally, but I'm glad, I'm glad you watched it so I wouldn't have to. (laughs) It's like less good gravity, I guess. (laughs) I didn't even watch that one either. (laughs) Gravity? Yeah, I, it's uh, another one that people said was, like, really, really good, and I just never got around to. Isn't it just Sandra Bullock just uh, hanging for dear yeah, life trying, at the space station yeah, for Yeah, trying not to die. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, that, that'll uh, be that'll be it for me, I guess, for this one. Okay. I'm actually mostly through my list. Do you think I should... I, can, I think I can get through four more very quickly because they're all minor monster movies. Okay, yeah, sure. I'll just run through them really fast. Okay, just to... It just, yeah... All right, first off, Invasion of the Astro Monster. This is kind of like the sequel to Ghidorah the Three-Headed Monster. It's also known as Godzilla vs. Monster Zero. You actually get real aliens in this one. 
and they trick humanity because they set Ghidorah. Uh, they say Ghidorah is attacking their planet, and it's uh, Planet X. Oh yeah, uh, which is a hidden planet in the outer portion of the solar system. And they're like, yeah, or like it's I forget where it's located specifically. Do you think it was supposed to be a reference to like at the time Pluto was the ninth planet in our solar system? Was it supposed to be like the tenth one beyond Pluto? I think so. It was something like that. It was mm. something hidden. It was like a, a planet you couldn't see. And they're like, oh, yeah, Ghidorah right. keeps attacking our planet. It was like always somehow in its orbit, like right behind another planet. So that's yeah. why we just never saw it. <laughs> they 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 trick the Earth into giving them. They they steal Godzilla and Rodan to fight Ghidorah on their planet, and then it turns out actually they control Ghidorah, and then they control they take control of Godzilla and Rodan bring all three back and then go we're invading the earth and that's pretty much the whole movie until like uh the humans are able to get control uh taken away from the three monsters so then Ghidorah's just like i don't i don't know what the fuck's happening and then godzilla and rodan basically team up to fight him and that's like another one where it's like they're sort of bad in it but it's because they're being mind controlled and then once it's done they're back to being kind of like neutral to where they're just fighting uh Ghidorah again until Rodan literally picks Godzilla up and then hurls him into Ghidorah and they both fall into the ocean until Ghidorah basically flies away back into space. Huh. Yep. That's funny. So that was a good time. Uh, it's, it's very short. It's an, it's another one. It's basically this other movie, except this one includes brainwashing and, uh, well, not brainwashing, but basically mind control and not Mothra. Otherwise, it's like pretty much the same movie for the most part. Uh, next up was The Mysterians, another alien movie. So, James, the reason we watched this was it actually had a monster that would later appear as, well, it was a maybe, actually a mech. A mech that appears in the Heisei era called Mogira. Oh. Yeah, you okay. remember Mogira? Yeah. I know, I know yeah, the Yeah, so this one has aliens that uh, are after, what are they after? They're, like, trying to take over the Earth, too. And they have a massive mech that's basically Mogira, and the humans basically they, they one of the humans betray them, but end up like helping at the end. And it's it's an okay movie. It's just another uh, aliens versus humans movie. And there's a giant mech. There's nothing honestly more to say. It's just it was cool. I will say the fashion for the aliens was really dope. They had these crazy capes, and that was like the the ridiculous thing where they look like these crazy. Uh, spacemen that also look like they were from a ad to clean your toilet <laughs> i guess you could say another one was ibira horror of the deep or better known as godzilla versus the sea monster james this one i remember we used to watch this as kids because i had it on vhs and this is the one where godzilla fights the giant crawfish or lobster oh, basically yeah, i remember that Ibira, one. yeah and this was also, this is another proven, like, neutral one because Godzilla, like, helps everyone fight these red bamboo mercenaries who are, like, taking Mothra villagers as slaves to make more of this crazy uh, repellent so the sea monster doesn't destroy their ships when they're doing all their crazy mercenary shit. Also, their base, they mine uranium, so that's a uranium-filled base or something insane. And Godzilla just so happens to be asleep in a cave there. 
And this is like also weird because it's like a surfer movie. Like they have crazy surfer music when the sea monster attacks. It's like, and, it's like oh, yeah, yeah. and the claw comes out and starts destroying shit. It's fantastic. Uh, a, a great thing about this too is it's just a bunch of guys that were at a dance party and then went into a yacht who was being uh, this guy who was a big time robber with a shit ton of money slept in there. They one dude literally just takes him off to sea because he's like, my brother's missing. Let's go find him. Has no idea where he's sailing. So they still might wind up like getting to that area until like uh, they get washed ashore because the storm and destroys the boat. If I remember correctly. And Oh my God, dude, that, that movie that's, I think of the earlier ones, that's one of my more favorite ones. I would say like out of all the ones so far, besides the original, this one was probably one of my more top show era movies of that time. Yeah. Uh, I do remember having a lot of fun watching that one when we were kids. Yeah. And it's, it's crazy too. Cause Godzilla doesn't even kill him. He just tears off his arm and then the bureau just like leaves like, ah, fuck you. And just like goes away. Okay, and then you know station will grow it back exactly and mothra is still you know he's still neutral because mothra is in it and mothra goes to rescue the humans but godzilla sees mothra tries to fight mothra and mothra just beats up god it like knocks godzilla down it's like fuck off and it's like oh he's not fully good i forgot and like mothra takes all the people away and they're like godzilla jump the mo- island's gonna blow up and he's like oh shit really and he fucking just like does like a cannonball off of the island to get away before it explodes <laughs> It's it's such a good time too because this is also the first Godzilla movie that's not in a city. If you think about it as well. Oh uh, yeah, huh? Yeah. So, and that's not the, the the next one's also on an island technically too. Uh, but the last one I'll talk about for today is Varen the Unbelievable. Uh, that movie is another one shot one where there's a mo- there's a monster in Destroy All Monsters that's shown very shortly and he's like one that flies and his name is Varen James. And I'm like, oh, man, I can't wait to watch this movie. And my friend Ty and I are the only ones watching it. It was a little bit over an hour. It felt like three hours, and I wanted to die. Wow. Oh, my God. It was so bad. It was like they finally show it's like, yeah, there's a... The natives don't want the the military here to be upsetting the lake because there's a god in there. And it turns out it's Varian. And Varian's like, I'm going to blow shit up. And the acting's just like, I don't know. (laughs) It's just so everything about this movie is ridiculous because you got these native soldiers and the native people and then the regular soldiers and the native soldiers are just kind of like, hey, chief, what do I do? I don't know what to do. Not like that. Oh, (laughs) no, no, no. So it's just it's not even like good, funny or good, bad. It's just like I was so bored. I I was we were just like this movie fucking I I don't remember everything about it, too, just because, you know, these have all been stacking up with me and I'm trying my best to remember each one individually. But this one is just so if you want to skip a one shot kaiju movie, that's like you want to see interesting stuff. Watch Rodan, watch Mothra. Those two I would recommend to you. Don't watch Varen the Unbelievable. That one is just sheer boredom. The movie and it's it's just yeah it's just so fucking boring oh shit yeah uh i'll avoid that one yeah i think i'll I'll stop there i have another godzilla one that would be next but i think that's a good start off point for next time but james i got through so the first time we did this for the special we did a bit ago i did six i did 16 this time yeah so uh if it was still at 44 it would then be at what like 34 28 i think (laughs) 
I'm going to have to but play I some think, games off of Game Pass to, like, have some shit to talk about. I think, since I've added more shit, though, it's probably up to 30-something again, I would assume. Damn. But I think we did a good job of, like, eliminating stuff. Uh, we're getting close, though, because if Shark Week was August, I think we're somewhere in September right now. Because once we get to October, that's when I start talking about a shit ton of horror movies and less monster movies. Alright. So... We're getting close. We're also actually, we're getting close to the, I think I'm like eight movie, eight movies and TV shows away from the South Park pandemic special. Have you watched that yet? No, I still need to find a way to watch that. Okay. So once you watch that, we can definitely, uh, we can definitely, um, oh, I could, I forgot. I could still show you that one day. Just remind me and we could watch that because yeah. I could screen share it. But, uh, yeah, guys, that was. That was the backlog special number two, the leftovers. Uh, you know, it's uh, Thanksgiving just happened. We're all pretty plumped up from our food and shit. So I thought, what a, what a better thing to do like this? I do think we'll do another backlog special because there's so much more still, and our news episodes probably won't give us enough time to still talk about it that many. Uh, I'm guessing because there probably won't be too much news in January. I think we could do a third one there. And that one I'll call the hibernation special because that'll be in the midst of winter. So I think that's another good uh, spot for a two-hour special there. And we could just do another skip a news week and we'll do that like the following week where it's a double news week, James. Does that sound good? Oh, yeah. Sounds good. All right. So we'll do that again. Uh, otherwise, thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, you can, of course, email us at sutrasidetalk at gmail.com. And you can either send us in any comments uh, or feedback, whether it's positive or negative. You can also send us questions we can read on the show. Uh, we'll always have time for that. We can always do that instead of certain other things. Uh, but of course, if you can, please uh, like, subscribe, follow, and uh, share out the show. If you can, like uh, any platform you're on, just give us a five-star review or whatever it is that is there that can support us. Uh, that would really help us out. Of course, if you can share it, that would be the best thing you can do. Uh, of course, that'll be, you know, word of mouth or via social media, or if uh, we tweet out or put out an Instagram story, if you can, or Instagram, just add that to your Instagram story or retweet it. That would really help us out too. Uh, of course, you can follow the show at Sutra Side Talk on Twitter or Instagram, pretty much just Sutra Side Talk. You can follow James on Twitter at InvaderJim124, and you can follow me on Twitter at GoGoComzilla. Once again, we will have the five episodes for december episode or pretty much first week is ghost of tsushima second week news including the game awards third week destiny 2 beyond light fourth week more news last news of the year pretty much uh final week is going to be the mandalorian season two so we got pretty much everything planned out and jam-packed we never usually have that like that we never have it all figured out because usually it's just random news but this time we're we're more prepared, so we got this ready to go. I mean, maybe, maybe you're, uh, we'll see about potentially getting some extra people on, like, maybe the Mandalorian special. Uh, I don't think we'll have anyone for Ghost of Tsushima or, uh, or Destiny, but we'll, we'll see how it goes. Um, but I may try to get one person at least for Mandalorian, just have an extra person to talk to about, talk about it and whatnot. All right. Sounds but, good. All right. Until next week, guys, we'll catch you later. Enjoy this, uh, this stuffing filled episode. Have a good one. Yeah. Thanks for listening.